0: The Conservatives are drawing up plans for a new law to limit the power of the European Court of Human Rights in the UK. It would reassert the sovereignty of Parliament at Westminster. The government's most senior legal officer and Beaconsfield MP, Dominic Grieve, warned against the plan, but he was sacked as Attorney-General in this week's reshuffle. Police are appealing for information after a number of vehicles were vandalised in the Watford area. Over the last two weeks, more than 20 cars have been scratched in South Oxy, some with the initials JDR. Penny Batterson is a resident of Blairhead Drive, where several cars have been damaged.
1: It all happened one night. Yeah, one Sunday night. It all happened. When we woke up in the morning and all our cars were done. Been here 20 years, never had it. Never had it. No.
0: The Liberal Democrats are calling for an immediate overhaul of the coalition's housing benefit reform, known to critics as the bedroom tax. Since last year, payments have been cut for tenants with more bedrooms than they need. Writing in the Daily Mirror, the Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, says the policy isn't working. Labour say that's hypocrisy, while the Conservatives argue that cutting the welfare bill is essential. MPs are calling for a ban on the use of bed and breakfast accommodation for teenagers in care. The Education Committee says in too many cases, 16 and 17-year-olds are giving housing, uh, given housing which is unsafe and frightening. The government says young people shouldn't be placed in B&Bs unless absolutely necessary. A model of a giant heron in Watford's new pond is to be culled to make way for a new art installation in September. It comes after concerns were raised on this programme that it could be vandalised by junk and yobs. Alan Goff is from Watford Borough Council.
2: Perhaps it's suffering, unfortunately, from people uh, doing what they shouldn't do. Riding the heron. It will be a surprise every few months and we look to unveil it and make a thing of it.
0: In last night's football, MK Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2-1 and in Matt Bloomfield's testimonial, Wickham Wanderers lost 5-0 at home to Chelsea. The weather, a fine and settled day with light winds and some good sunny spells with a high of 26 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's a good place to live as you get older. And all this week, we're featuring some of our North Bedfordshire villages.
4: I think even when it's raining, it it looks nice because it's villagey and pretty. It's all about where you live. It is home to us and it's just a lovely village. Once you've moved here, you'll never leave. I'll be here for a long time, I hope. The big tour of
3: Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Morning, guys. Just a, a few last-minute preparations for what's going to be a humdinger of a show, guys. Yeah, girls. Hey. Oh, I had an email about you. I must do that email in a bit. Yes, I must remember to do the email. Disappointing menu this morning. I'll flag that up before I say it. Respite row. Scratching scandal. Pond Life peters out.
6: Listen, you can't have a good menu if we're going to have a kitchen party as well. It's a neither-or scenario. We
5: had a kitchen party this morning, guys. Basically, you turned up late for work. Thanks for
7: the invite.
5: You're very, very welcome. Hey, baby, you're having a... Oh... This is what we're going to do. This is what the bosses want. The bosses want us to interact with people in a what used to be described as a 360-degree format, i.e. we use Tinternet. So, hashtag kitchen party. Send us a pic on Twitter at BBC3CR of you having a kitchen party.
6: What are you bringing? Huh? Well, you know, what
7: you're having for your breakfast, what oh, you're bringing to what the you're bringing? party. What
5: you're bringing. All you need to do is take a picture of yourself in your kitchen, having a kitchen party. Hashtag kitchen party at BBC 3CR.
7: And because I wasn't invited, can I please come to yours? Oh, for
5: goodness sake! that sounds desperate. 08 oh, 459 five, 455 double, 555. But more importantly, hashtag kitchen party.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Hashtag Radio. Hashtag kitchen party. I sort of thought bosses, the bosses want us to be more interactive with the listener and they want us to do it on social media. I don't know why we can't say Twitter and Facebook.
6: Hashtag we're modern, innit?
5: Hashtag I've got really bad stomach ache since I had a bad um, uh, burger from a proprietary chain of restaurants owned by an insane clown.
6: Have you had the backlash yet?
5: I've just got the Mc, um, swollen, painful gut. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm Are you sure it's
6: that. It might be something else. No,
5: it's definitely that because I remember I had—I um, uh, won't say the name—but it was a—it was a double burger, a big double burger, <laughs> um, big fries, <laughs> big
6: squeaky double burger,
5: big squeaky double burger, big fries, and a big McDonald's milkshake. <gasps> and I really—I wolfed them down. Why I wolfed them down really quickly.
6: It's quite a combination of foodstuffs, <laughs> isn't it?
5: And the thing is about those milkshakes, guys they 're so, and i 've had this before I had this, uh, and it happened to me yesterday nine times okay they 're so delicious, so delicious you 've got to slurp those bad boys down, but <laughs> when i 'm slurping them down, I get um, ice cream I get ice cream brain freeze brain freeze, Okay, mm. and then the brain freeze goes, and I forget and it 's so delicious i 've got to slurp it down again, so I, have a, I get another brain freeze. I had nine brain freezes
6: I find it really hard to do the circular breathing required to um, suck that stuff up because it 's quite thick isn 't it
5: what are you talking about
6: the Milkshake. okay. So, yeah, I almost pass out every time I have one of those. Have you ever
7: done it with loads of straws? What? You put a straw in another straw, in another straw, in another straw. Oh, a long straw. So you can drink it standing up.
5: Oh, so that's like um, shotgunning a can of lager.
7: Yeah? Apparently.
5: Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Hashtag kitchen party.
8: Without you in my life Everything was just a bore All the things I did since I've done them before But you brighten up all my days With a love so sweet in so many ways I wanna stop
5: 459 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call this morning. And don't forget to send your pictures of your kitchen parties to uh, Twitter. And
6: we're going to get all the kitchen party hits here lined up ready for the next hour of fun, fun, fun.
5: Well, well, but also we're going to play a Glen Campbell song because we've got Mark Bago... The Glen Campbell author is coming on. We
7: can do that for when we want the kitchen empty.
5: OK. <laughs> in
7: terms of the kitchen songs, do we does it have to have the word kitchen
6: no. in? Well, no.
5: we're only going to have two more songs, guys. No. We've, we've played...
6: It's just party tunes.
5: We've played... Look, can I do... Let me do. This. Let me talk to the guests and we'll discuss, discuss this. No, there's no
6: discussion required. I've already got planned. plan. Oh,
5: for goodness sakes. Now, a Wolverton couple say they are struggling to cope now the local council started charging for their disabled son's respite care. Paul and Sarah Ridley's 25-year-old son, Keith, has severe autism and epilepsy. And up until recently, they were given free breaks one day a week and one weekend a month. When Milton Keynes Council brought in charges, the Ridleys were led to believe they were exempt but a bill landed on their doormat last week. Well, we'll speak to Paul Ridley in an hour. In the meantime, Tom Purser from Autism UK joins me on the line. Morning, Tom. Good morning. For those who don't know, explain how important respite care is for the person who's receiving it, but also for the family.
9: Well, respite care can be an absolute lifeline for for families. what it actually means is it's the carers, um, which in this case is, is um, the young man's parents, they have full-time carers for him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it gives them a break from their caring responsibilities from him, but it also means that pe- the people um, actually receiving the respite care get a break, get to go somewhere different, get to do some other things, perhaps get to take part in some activities that can support them with their socialisation, because that's one thing that people with autism can struggle. With is actually being outside of the world, making friends, and that sort of thing. So it really can be crucial in terms of ensuring that families can carry on caring for for the people they care for over a longer period of time. I would
5: imagine in these times of austerity, as we're often told, that Milton Keynes isn't the only council that started charging for respite.
9: No, we have seen changes in charging schedules for social care across the country, and it is a sad indication of the times. But it's absolutely crucial that these are done in a a fair way and that people um, are only charged what they can afford to pay, that they still have enough money to actually live on as well at the same time, and also that any assessment done... for any kind of care or charging that uh, that might take place is done by someone that has a really good understanding of autism so that they know what they're actually assessing and can understand how that how the condition impacts the person and what sort of support they're going to need
5: tom why why should um families get free respite care
9: it's not a case of of free respite care in a lot of cases um families understand the need to, to be charged for, they understand the financial times we're living in, and we, we do as well. But the crucial thing is, is if you don't support carers to fulfil their caring, caring um, uh, responsibilities over the longer period of time, they're not going to be able to do it. It means that actually um, adults with autism may require far more costly um, inpatient care, longer-term residential stays, which can cost far, far more. So actually supporting carers to do... Um, do their important job to look after uh, people um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to give them a small break to allow them to do that, can actually save money in the long run, because you're investing in these people doing what they need to do.
5: Well, there is the big argument, isn't there, that if all the um, the, the, the carers of disabled and elderly people who are who doing it for free packed it in, the, the country would go bankrupt, wouldn't it?
9: Absolutely. The impact on the economy would be would be absolutely sky high, but in, in this case, the, the the couple here have said that they, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for them it's it's what they, they devote their lives to doing and it, it, it's just only fair and right that we that they are supported in doing that.
5: Age is a factor here, isn't it, Tom? Milton Keynes have brought in charges for adult care. Do you think the authorities need to look at that? The... Um,
9: the the whole issue around adult care uh, is, is a really uh, big one at the moment because um, the government's actually changing how, the way that the care system works nationally and there's a big issue about um, about autism and how it's viewed within um, within the changes to that system. Unfortunately there isn't a very good understanding of autism and there isn't always a very good recognition of how autism impacts on a person on a day-to-day basis. So the system's changing but it's missing out some of those crucial bits about how autism impacts people around things like prompting so a person with autism might be able to physically be able to do certain activities like prepare a meal or wash themselves they can physically do it but without someone there actually prompting them and taking them through each step of that task break it down and supporting them to do it they're actually not going to not going to do that and we hear sadly lots of stories of people who don't get this support and are missing meals not eating not taking care of themselves and so it's really Really important that both at a local and national level there's proper consideration of how autism impacts on a person when you're looking at what care they need.
5: Tom, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you getting up at silly o'clock as well to speak to us. Tom Perser from Autism UK. As I said, we'll be speaking to uh, Paul Ridley in about an hour's time. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio, the home of the Kitchen Party. <laughs>
10: Travel news for beds, hards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: In the Hockliff, the A5 at the moment is closed between Leighton Road and Sheep Lane. Now, it's due to a serious accident that's happened there. At the moment, there is a diversion in place um, on the 4012 towards Woburn, Leighton Street, Sheep Lane, and then rejoining the A5. The M1 Luton Spur do expect delays between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport, as those major roadworks continue there. Just taking a look so far at the M25, so far moving rather well, no major problems to reports and on public transport the trains are running to time Nicola
5: Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio Hey up Nicola 6.16. 6.16. It's Thursday. Is it Thursday today? It is Thursday, isn't it? He said looking at his team, who are blankly completely ignoring him and no doubt watching Good Morning This... Is it Thursday? It's
6: Thursday okay? all day, yeah. Thank
5: you very much indeed. The 17th of July. I mean, Lee, these are your headlines. A Milton Keynes family says cuts in respite care is affecting their son. The Conservatives are drawing up plans to take some power away from the European Court of Human Rights. And vandals have scratched more than 20 cars in South Oxy in Hertfordshire.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
12: Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and
9: said to me that they're not prepared to pay me. And I said, so you're forcing me into take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me.
12: I get my teeth into them.
9: Oh, Jonathan, that'll dark. To. We don't know
12: what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it
9: got so
3: convoluted, I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show on BBC's Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
10: This is Roberto Peroni. What? BBC. I genuinely Three wasn't Counties expecting Radio. that.
5: Oh well. Ah well. Might get our rage eyes up a bit. What's going on,
6: girls? Um, Kitchen party.
5: Um, What are you bringing? I'm bringing... Well, I'm not bringing Black Lace Superman, which you've you've put in the queue. (gasps) No, we'll save
6: that for later. we're not playing that. Breathe out, Kelly. Breathe
5: out, Kelly. There we go. Don't do that again.
4: Ring Um, the bell.
5: uh, Let's have a look on Twitter. Have you got Twitter open, Kelly? We're having a hashtag kitchen party. We're asking people to post their pictures of their kitchen party on Twitter. So who's in the kitchen? Who's in the kitchen at parties? Kelly, you have a little look there. Who have we got? Let's
7: have a look. Uh, So I click on the hashtag, yeah.
5: Uh, you t- you, I'm going to hashtag kitchen party. Let's see. What oh, this w- is so fun! This is what the bosses wanted. This, this is, is what the bosses got. It's not exclusive. It's so
7: far a- under kitchen party, let me just do a little search. We have um, our tweet which says earlier we had a kitchen party. Send pics of your kitchen party hashtag. using the hashtag kitchen party. Kitchen party with Ian Lee. Kitchen okay, party. so that's
5: ours. Yeah. How many responses have we got to that?
7: Um, so far, we've had our tweet.
5: Yep, and the response. Been, no, we know that.
7: Yeah,
5: we. Oh. Uh, the res- the number of responses to that tweet, Kels. Let's have it. Let's um, be Avenue. Nine nine nine. Let's be Avenue. That's where the police live. I'm
7: just going to refresh to just double check. We haven't
5: got any, have we? I've got
7: the latest. You might have one. Stats. Have we? Hang on. Let me go back and. Uh, Oh press it, get the old
5: kitchen party stats. Cause this is what the um, boss is wanting to do. had wanted. a retweet yeah. from you. Yeah, I've done that.
6: Oh hang on, how are we spelling kitchen party? Because are you doing all lowercase or one word? It doesn't
5: matter, it don't matter. Well
6: it apparently does because <sighs> mine's not showing up. Oh, goodness sakes.
13: The sweets. too much
5: Sweet, haven't you? That and Blockbuster. There was
6: a dance to that one, though. My auntie used to do in the... You've the just been
5: miming re- it. Yeah. Fat Nolans, you said. Oh, did you say not say that? I have just made up that, that, that not your aunt's... Oh, God, I'm in terrible trouble here. Kath's doing the slit in the throat thing again. Not telling <laughs> me to shut up.
6: What are about? I said they were like the
8: Nolans.
5: Okay. Uh, and by the way, those listening on DAB would have just heard what you said. Because I heard it in my <laughs> like ears. my mouth
8: to you? Yeah.
5: Yeah, because you mouthed it really loudly. You mouthed it with saying it. I totally heard. Let's move on so that um, none of us lose our jobs here. Um, I'm going to try this. Delia, are you there? Yes, boss. Hey, it worked.
14: I've got sweet stats. Go on, let's have a sweet start. Then. They local had three vocal? songs in a row that peaked at number two. Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. I forgot my names, but how unlucky is that? <laughs> well, I, having three number two hits is quite lucky. Well, not really because well, you got kept off number one like like a Neely song, isn't it? How many number twos have you had? Uh, what well, one? None. <laughs> what? Never? Never? You must feel bloated. Oh, yeah, I do. Went to the doctors. <laughs> now. And
5: by the way, thank you for your text. I really appreciate that that information. I really appreciate that information. Kelly Betts?
7: We've had a tweet from uh, in regards to hashtag kitchen party. Yeah. It says, woo! And it's from uh, 3CRK. Oh,
5: that's Catherine. That doesn't count. Now, this is a serious story, guys, so let's focus. Someone has been vandalising cars in South Oxy, and it's not the odd scratch or the drag of a key. This person is carving initials into the paintwork. We may be a little bit of detective work from you today, dear listener, to see if we can piece together the clues. Two dozen cars have been damaged in the last few weeks, each of them marked JDR. It's not just in Deedy reports, is it? No. OK. Reporter Matt Lock- M- Reporter Matt Lockwood went down to speak to residents in Blairhead Drive, where three cars have been damaged. Oh, for goodness' what? sakes. That's
1: Superman by Black Lace. You You've you muffed up my computer. Nine has. little cool song. This one. Well, not this one. A couple of brand new ones cross the road. A uh, little golf down the road, and then and then so on round the corner. But I don't know about them. So I mean, if you were saying how many cars in the last, you know, couple of weeks, a uh, rough figure. Yeah. Eight. Eight. nine. It all happened one night. Right. Yeah, one Sunday night. It all happened. And we woke up in the morning and all our cars were done. Do you think it was some kids messing about? Yeah, children. And is this an ongoing problem? I mean No, it, never right. had it before in my life. Been here twenty years, never had it. Oh. Never had it. No. So you live on Blairhead yeah, Drive yeah, as well. Yeah, are you yeah. aware of cars getting vandalised round there?
9: Yeah, because all the neighbours have been out, all the ones that have had their cars scratched. And down uh as well, they've had them done. Uh, and which cars have been targeted then? Mainly the newer type, because I live around there and my, one's older and mine hasn't been touched. And the girl next door, she's got an older model as well, and hers hasn't been touched either. But they think it's pretty senseless, really, obviously, because obviously, like you say, they paid a lot of money for these cars. And, you know, they're just getting scratched like that and it's just, like, needless. It's sort of stupid. Stupidity, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And we've heard of the email being
15: sent around by Neighbourhood Watch, you know, cars having the JDR initial on the side of it. I mean, any ideas who that could be? I mean, is it just a kid having a laugh? I don't
9: know whether it's kind of some gang doing it or um, just a kid's initial. But if it is, it's a bit stupid, obviously, you'd be giving it away. But whether it's some kind of gang or code for a gang, I don't know.
14: Well, Justin, you're there, aren't Mm. you? I am, boss. I'm looking for answers this morning. Where are these um, (coughs) incidents... Oh, excuse
5: me. I do apologise. Our kitchen can... party. kitchen parties. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Where have these incidents been happening, Justin?
14: Well, the uh, cars have been damaged on Ainsdale Road at the junction of Gosforth Lane, Ashridge Drive, Blairhead Drive and Colverham Road. Uh, most of the vandalism has been what Hertfordshire Police call deep scratches. But a few of these cars, as you heard there in that report, have been tagged with the initials JDR. That's why I'm here this morning. I'm trying to find out some facts. Who is is J-D-R.
5: Do we know, is it a person, is it a, um, a
14: gang...? Well, not yet. Um, it could be one person. It could be a group. Um, Harts Police say they believe the, the offender or offenders. Uh, they live locally, and they could have bragged about what they've done. Certainly unusual. Um, you've got an expert coming on later on talking about insurance. Does this affect your no claims? I would have thought it does. because well, if you claim on it, it will, yeah. yeah. Because to have a, a respray, um, that's going to cost a lot of money. So this morning, we're here. We're going to try and find out who JDR is and, and try and get some information, really, for the police as well. Have you seen any evidence of this car vandalism while, you're, uh, while you've been in South Oxy just? Not at this particular moment in time, but uh, the morning is young. Um, I'm going to no. be here for the, the next hour or so asking people um, about their cars and have they been vandalised. Certainly unusual.
5: Now, as I get older, vandalism uh, become... Uh, I find it more and more annoying. You were telling me about some horrific vandalism
14: at the end of your street that, that happened to you a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, for some reason um, somebody got some spray paint and um, on the fence at the bottom of my road um, were spraying things such as, JD is gay. It was bizarre. And what, what happened? <laughs> well, it went then it came back. Then all of a sudden, the group must have left the country or something and and stopped doing what they were doing because it just disappeared, it just vanished and it never came back. They left the country. It must of them. Never saw it again. Or something happened to them, I don't know. It's taken me a long time in and I've never really got to the bottom of that one. <laughs> that- it must have been really upsetting for you, having to walk past that every day. It wasn't upsetting. I mean, it's, as you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. Um, and they were wrong. If they wanted to write that, it's fine, but th- they were wrong. Um, it just seemed to be a bit pointless, really. And actually, at the weekend, I was driving to work. Obviously, some idiot on Friday evening in Hemel, had a few too many beers on the way home, um, decided to, to smash up the local... Bus stop. What's going on where I live? Just kids these days.
10: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. In
11: Hockliffe, the A5 at the moment is closed between Leighton Road and Sheep Lane. as due to a serious accident that happened a little earlier on. At the moment, there is a diversion in place um, on the 4012 towards Woburn, also Leighton Street and Sheep Lane, to enable you to join the A5 again. The M1 Luton Spur in patches looking a little bit slow between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those roadworks continue. Starting to look rather slow on the A1 heading southbound between Sturgis. Corner and Apex Corner. So far on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards,
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30. I'm Jane Killick. A couple from Milton Keynes say the withdrawal of free respite care is having a damaging effect on their severely autistic son. They say they can't afford it after council cuts. More than 20 cars have been scratched in the Watford area in the last fortnight. More than 20 cars have been scratched in South Oxy, some with the initials JDR. A model of a giant heron in Watford's new pond will be replaced by new art installation. There's been concerns it could be vandalised. The weather, fine, dry and very warm with some good sunny spells. On to sport, and India's Ravindra Jaya has been charged by the International Cricket Council as the fallout from the clash with James Anderson continues. Anderson faces the prospect of a four-test suspension if he's found guilty of abusing and pushing the all-rounder. Jonathan Agnew reports.
16: Alistair Cook says that this ongoing dispute won't affect relations between the teams, but that doesn't seem possible. No one from the England camp witnessed the incident as they left the field at Trent Bridge, and the only person to have done so appears to be the Indian captain, MS Dhoni, who said yesterday that once a player touches the other, it crosses a line. Anderson denies the allegation, and England have responded by levelling a charge against Jadeja, although a lesser grade two.
0: Golf's Open Championship starts today at Holly Lake. Last year's winner, Phil Mickelson, will be hoping to retain the claret jug whilst Tiger Woods will be making his first major appearance since back surgery. Luke Donald, originally from High Wycombe, has been discussing the Holly Lake course.
17: It's a good solid test. It does offer some opportunities. Obviously a par 72 is unusual for, for an Open Championship. The par 5s give you some opportunities to make some birdies. Um, a yeah, tough start. First and second are quite narrow. Then it widens out a little bit. A um, bit more rough than, than 2006.
0: In football, MK Dons won their final friendly on their tour of Ireland last night. The Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2-1 with goals from Kieran Wiltshire and Daniel Powell. In Matt Bloomfield's testimonial, Wickham Wanderers lost 5-0 at home to Chelsea. Jose Mourinho fielded a strong Chelsea team. Former Don's low Patrick Bamford scored one of the goals, as did defender John Terry. BBC News and Sport. The next bulletin is at seven.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: I don't know what happened there. I pressed the button. You're in a very um... I'm over-tired, annoying I think. mood. Sorry. You're in an annoying mood.
8: Can't help
5: it. I've got a terrible stomachache. Partly through um, eating bad food, partly through laughing at... J- I mean, I shouldn't laugh.
6: Well, it was a very serious um, allegation he was making there, but he deals in <laughs> fact and not fiction, of course. So. you know,
5: I, I deal in facts and not fiction. I, we do know that, Justin, and I'm glad you've cleared that up.
6: You don't tell no lies about that.
5: No, um, well, luckily, the, um, the, the, the vandals that, that were making Justin's life a hell, a sexual hell, have left the country. Uh,
6: the suggestion it was a group working um, in some sort of coordinated attack...
5: Now, we're having um, a kitchen party celebration today. Yeah. Hashtag kitchen party at BBC 3CR. Well, G- Callum has, has started a hashtag bathroom party. Whoa, whoa,
6: whoa. I, not, I don't, I don't you all over the house. No,
5: no. Put I everything don't.
6: upstairs to try and make it look tidy down here.
5: I'm not digging that in the slightest. I think that's bang out of order. B-O-O-O.
6: They'll be in the box room under the coats next.
5: Boo. Oh, I wait four five nine four double five five double five. I'm gonna take some uh, pills that you've just given me because yes. I've got a headache. Yes. We'll play another kitchen party song. Let's. And then we'll come back and do the papers.
6: Is it Black Lace's Superman?
5: No, it is not.
14: It, I try to sound
8: done my time in the kitchen. It's just my voice. Jonah Louie.
5: I like Jonah Louie.
6: He, he always does that voice though, doesn't he?
5: That's his voice, isn't it? Yeah. It's good, Jonah Louie. If you you know this song was used in an advert yeah. for time Ikea. If you look very carefully,
6: he's in it. He's
5: in the advert. One of the lads walked past and goes, Alright Jonah. And it's Jonah Louis.
6: It was Christmas time, wasn't it, that way? Ah, uh, probably. Out.
5: I've got stomachache and I've got a headache. OK. Just okay. be on standby. Thanks for sharing. Well, no, I'm saying be on standby to, to nip in at the last minute if I don't make it to the end of the show. Oh, right, OK. That's a genuine flagging up, because I've gone a little bit blind in my right eye. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really. Fun times are ahead of all of us. What have you got in the papers?
6: There's this thing that's um, going to be the must-have toy for Christmas, apparently. Um, I've seen them out and about for a while, but... Um, I don't know. It may not be the obvious choice for a child's Christmas wish-, wish list, but this cuddly monster that eats your worries is likely to be in high demand. What? <clears throat> it's called a Sorghumfresser oh, yeah. Worry Eater. Oh, dear. It's like a little cuddly toy. It's quite flat. It's got a zip for a mouth.
8: Oh, oh dear. And what you do is, yes.
6: if you're having some problems, yep. like your friend's not your best friend anymore, or you're worried that you've done that colouring in a bit wrong, or, you know, that sort of stuff yeah. that kids worry about. Life
8: um, issues, yes. You can
6: um, write it down on a piece of paper,
8: uh.
6: give it to the Worry Eater to eat, and it's gone. Or you can talk to your mum. Or oh, your dad. And it might get sorted out. Your dad. Yeah, your dad, maybe. So my boys. You might say ask your mum, though.
5: Right, well, and the, your, dad, your dad wouldn't. Kelly, my boys have got a new thing. I was telling you about this. I've got no idea where this comes from, okay? I've got an idea. So it, well, it's not from me. So they both stood around me yesterday, right? Mm hmm. And then they start giggling. I said, so, oh, here we go, something's going to happen. Right. And they make, they make the si- international sign of a bull, okay, where they put their two fingers up on their head and they lower their heads.
7: Yeah.
5: And then they go... Do you want a wheelie race? Do you want a Willy? And they're both doing it for ages and just in hysterics. Do you want a wheelie race? Like that. How are you supposed to respond to that?
6: You have a Willy race. You
5: can't have a, a Willy race this Well, these days.
6: maybe if you do have one with them, then that'll be the end of it.
5: I don't know what the rules are. If I'm going to enter a race, I want to know, I want a clear cut definition of the rules.
6: Here's what I think <clears throat> there are no rules. Wowsers. And if you challenge them,
7: they'll make something up. Maybe out silly them. <sighs> yeah, exactly.
5: You can't silly. you
8: can't out it. Of course auxilia- you
7: can. You should you should have done the, the sign for chicken yeah. which is your full hand on your head and you yeah. wave it about yeah. and say something like, I would rather a bum bum race.
8: Okay,
5: that's 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 the kind of stuff that gets social services involved yeah. that's that's inappropriate. Is there anything else the papers? This She's morning. kind
6: of super nanny, isn't she? <clears> well... Bits.
5: Yeah, so- kind of. The papers are a little bit rubbish today. There's there's absolutely nout in them. At all.
6: Ryanair puts two Spanish-bound families on a flight to Latvia.
5: Oh, yeah, this is good.
6: Two families heading off on holiday to Spain ended up on a plane to Latvia after bungles by airport staff. They
5: didn't end up in Latvia, they ended up on the planes... Uh, yeah, I know, because the story's a bit mis- Oh, no, they went to Latvia. Oh, no, they didn't. And uh, the, uh, Ryanair's fault? Really? Surely it's the fault of the idiot families that got on the wrong aeroplanes. Mm. The aeroplanes are quite well signposted. Just
6: does make you wonder about the cheques, though. They look at your ticket, they p- pass you through, then you get sat down. Odd. So, yeah, there's that.
5: Oh, I wish Ellie Goulding would stop appearing in newspapers in shorts and a bra. Doesn't do anyone any favours. Tall.
6: Okay, is that that's not news, is it?
5: No, that's just. Did that come out loud? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that came out
6: of your mouth. That's a shame. With words.
5: That's a shame. There's nothing in the papers at all. Nick Knowles, my nemesis, hosting more than 120 shows a year is a lot of work. It's not really, but Nick Knowles would drop the lot for a crack at presenting. Strictly. Oh, here we go. Oh no. The DIY SOS frontman says it's the one show I have always said I would like to present. Oh, I'll well, get over it. Get over it, Nolsey. Is ain't that happening. how you
6: give your CV in these days, by saying... <laughs> do you know what i really like to do?
5: Yeah, apparently so. It ain't happening. What would Never you like. really like to do? Me?
6: Yeah, say oh. it. You might happen.
5: I'd like really like to have a sleep.
6: Okay. Is, it, is
5: that an option? Uh, is not that now, but certainly
6: um, after.
5: OK. Anything
6: else? You can definitely do that. There's not... A, this is absolutely... Luckily,
5: we've got... Anger, luckily for health,
6: health and safety ban on kids' donkey rides at a FATE. Uh-oh, have go you on. heard this one? Yeah. FATE organises in the Daily Express. If you want to read along to page 21. Fate organisers have declared the law an ass. I like it. After bureaucrats banned children's donkey rides in a new health and safety madness uproar, that there's a lot in there, isn't there? Yeah. To, just hours before an annual fate in Brighton, chef chef in Baton, Sheffield. Sorry, I thought it said Brighton. Council pen-pushers slapped a ban on the donkeys. Blimey. They insisted the animal's owner was be holding a riding school licence and that children had to wear safety helmets, what to protect their delicate heads. That sounds about right. Exactly. Steve Edmonds, one of the Fates' organisers, said Our donkey ride provider has been in the business for 30 years and he's never heard of it. It's just crazy. It's bureaucracy gone mad. We were told this kid was needed to ensure the kids had the right ride in helmets and so on.
5: I like the voice you were doing there. It's a
6: Sheffield voice.
5: Isn't it, Josh? You had a little bit of Beatles?
6: Yeah.
10: and bugs.
3: BBC 3 Counties Radio
11: In Hockliffe, the A5 at the moment is closed between Leighton Road and Sheep Lane due to an accident that's happened a little earlier on. At the moment, they are waiting for some recovery work to take place, so to expect it to be closed for most of the morning rush. At the moment, there is a diversion in place via the 4012 um, Leighton Street and Sheep Lane, so you can rejoin the A5. So far, the A1's looking rather slow, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Apex Corner and looking rather heavy-moving at the moment on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between 26 at Waltham Abbey and 25 for Enfield. On the trains, there's no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Right, 6.46, it's Thursday the 17th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. <clears throat> a Milton Keynes couple says cuts in council care are having a damaging effect on their son. 20 cars have been scratched in South Oxy and in last night's football friendlies, Milton Keynes-Dons built Bray Wanderers 2-1 and Wickham Wanderers lost 5-0 at home to Chelsea. Right, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina.
3: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Hello there, a very warm
18: day today. A bit of mist and fog patches to start off with, but they should disperse fairly early on. And then we're left with a largely dry day, lots of sunshine, a little fair weather cloud around, and light winds. Temperatures reaching 26 or 27 degrees Celsius. And tonight, quite a muggy night. There is uh, a feature pushing northeastwards. We may just get the tail end of that, just a couple of very light showers. They may not even make it to the ground, but uh, one thing we could see is some lightning, actually, in the early hours of the morning. Uh, but otherwise, a largely clear night with lows of 17 degrees Celsius, so very warm indeed. And tomorrow we have a heat health watch starting until Sunday. It's going to be humid, it's going to be hot after a muggy start. We've got pretty much water wall sunshine for much of the day. And we're looking at temperatures reaching uh, 31 degrees Celsius, so it could be enough to trigger a shower even. And there's an early yellow warning in place for Saturday. Friday night into Saturday, we'll start to see these homegrown thunderstorms, so thunder, lightning, perhaps even some hail. It does calm down later on in the day but uh, we'll still see some sun- thundery showers around probably on Sunday. And then it's looking much drier and less humid from Monday onwards. That's your latest forecast. <music>
3: Nick Coffer, across Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
14: I'm at Bletchley
2: Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about Beds, Hearts and Bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never
12: have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade.
3: Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts, and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs>
5: You've got to love a bit of Glenn, haven't you? A bit of Glenn Campbell. Dad,
19: when I'd sing my song for free.
5: There's a new book out about Glenn Campbell called Life With My Father. It's by Debbie Campbell and by Mark Baker. And we've got Mark on the line. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm so pleased to talk to you. We tried to get hold of you a couple of weeks. We had the wrong phone number, so we, we didn't get to speak. But uh, yeah, I'm good. Whereabouts are you at this precise moment in time, Mark? I am in Tucson, Arizona. Man alive. I wish I were there. Never mind. Now, you've written this, <laughs> you've written this book with uh, Debbie Campbell, one of Glenn's daughters. Why did you decide to write a Glenn Campbell book, Mark?
13: I met Debbie uh, three years ago, and she started telling me her story about her being a child of divorce and how she fought to keep uh, you know, stay in her dad's life actively, how she sang with him for 24 years, and how upset she was about his diagnosis of having Alzheimer's disease. And uh, there's also a bit of a family feud going on as well. She's uh, on her third stepmother, and she's not really pleased with the way everything's being done in her dad's life so this is her way of telling a story about a daughter of divorce um her bonds with her dad his love of his music and her love of his music and some of the family politics that are going on at the moment it's really a fascinating story
5: well glenn campbell's life is fascinating you know coming from poverty becoming one of the the sort of great he's played on more records than we we'll, we'll probably ever know he was one of the hottest session men of the 60s wasn't he
13: Absolutely, he was part of the, the Wrecking Crew, and the Wrecking Crew are, did all the instrumentals on like Beach Boys albums, Mamas and Papas albums. They were on uh, Viva Las Vegas with Elvis. They were on Frank Sinatra albums. So very often you would hear these, you know, stars singing their songs, but behind them was all this great music, and Glenn Campbell was part of it. He was the guitarist for the Wrecking Crew.
5: And how did he become like a big star on his own? What was the breakthrough for him?
13: Well, he had recorded for several years uh, in the early 60s and really never had a hit that took off. Well, then he had a couple of songs that charted and he became uh, a a popular guy in Hollywood, and he appeared on a television show called The Smothers Brothers Show. It was a, a comedy show that was on Sunday nights here uh, in America, and when the show was suddenly uh, canceled because The Smothers Brothers made some political statement that the, uh, the network didn't like, they were like, what are we going to do with this time slot? How about Glenn Campbell? We'll put him in, give him his own show, and so was born the Glenn Campbell TV show here in America, which was a very popular variety show
5: and he, 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 I mean Glenn, for a few years, Glenn Campbell had everything. he was having huge hits. He was a huge superstar he was tr- touring the world uh, and, and he kind of he sort of spiraled out of control didn 't he and he, he, he got very into cocaine. He did.
13: Uh, You know, he got in the fast lane. Uh, The TV show ended. Uh, Cocaine was very prevalent in the music business. He got involved in that. He also got involved in Tanya Tucker, the 21-year-old country (laughs) singer. That's a great great way of phrasing
5: it. He got involved in Tanya Tucker, yes, yes. A
13: little double entendre there. (laughs) So uh, he was suddenly, suddenly his, like, clean country boy image was challenged by the tabloids here he is trashing hotel rooms, uh, having drunken brawls with Tanya Tucker. So that kind of put uh, you know a little bit of tarnish on his image. But he got it back together, got off of the drugs. Um went on to Branson, Missouri, where there is a very famous town that has all these standing shows. It's kind of like Las Vegas without the gambling. And for years, he performed at the Glen Campbell Theater there and was really kind of a family act. And that's when Debbie really got involved in her dad's act. She was his opening act. She did the duets with him that Bobby Gentry had recorded. uh, And she was there for him for 24 years. When
5: when did she kind uh, of fall out with the family?
13: Well, it was right. It was in 2011, right after the Alzheimer's uh, diagnosis. Uh, according to Debbie, her stepmother, Kim, uh, really wanted her children in the spotlight and fired Debbie and fired Glenn's longtime band, who he really felt comfortable with, and made a clean sweep and put her three children in the act. And that's where the family rift sort of started. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Glenn has started four different families, he has uh, one child, Debbie, by his first wife, three with his second wife, one with his third wife, and three with his fourth wife. So that um, now that Yes, yeah, it's going to be very confusing. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's going to be a fight for the estate, I think, you know, at some point.
5: And does, does so, Debbie have any contact with Glenn now? Because obviously he's, he's very ill. Uh, I think he's been, he's been moved into a home, hasn't he? I don't know if it's a permanent move or if it's, if it's for respite. But does she have any contact with, with her dad?
13: She absolutely does. She goes and visits him as much as she can and is there every couple weeks. So she's very much uh, in his life actively. She's not really thrilled with the fact that he's in this uh, Alzheimer's facility. She feels that maybe her stepmother prematurely admitted him into this uh, program. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. She, in fact, has gone to the press a couple times here to protest uh, how her dad's being treated. She feels like she doesn't... uh, She isn't seeing him getting the best care that he should. Mm. So she's very concerned. And
5: how do you think um, Glenn Campbell will be remembered? Because, you know, I I interviewed him... About three years ago, when he was about to do his, his farewell, t- farewell tour, I was surprised how, how big he is. He's tall, he's very broad, he's got these amazing sparkling blue eyes. Even though he was quite poorly then, he's got these amazing eyes. What, what do you think people will
13: remember him most for, Mark? I think his charm and his music, uh, certainly that, that kind of good old boy image of his, really carried throughout his entire career. He was someone that I think people loved his music and would feel very comfortable having Glenn Campbell in their living room, whether it's on television, whether it's on the stereo, or whether it was in person. He just had, had that really genuine character to him, and, and still does, according to Debbie, that the sparkle is still in his eyes, although his memory is getting a little bad, uh, he still has moments where he remembers the music and remembers a lot of the details of his career.
5: Well, good for him. The book is Life with my father Glenn Campbell. It's by Debbie Campbell and Mark Bago. Mark, I'm so glad we managed to get you on at last. I've been really looking forward to talking to you, so thank you very much.
13: Absolutely, my pleasure.
5: Mark, take care. I want to I be in Tucson, Arizona. I want to be there right now. Don't you guys? Oh, wait, 459 five, 555 four, double five, double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Don't forget, hashtag kitchen party. It's still happening. It's, uh, what, it, how's it looking online? Um, well, a fella sent us a picture of his car stereo. That's not technically a kitchen party.
7: No, but, you know, we, it's, it's y- something. It's oh, something. we've had some um, kitchen party hashtag tweets in. Yep. Yeah. Um, one is from Grant and Stone. Yes. We have a new kitchen and bathroom.
5: I think that's an advert. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. I just think that's, that's, that 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 uh, that 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 that's an advert.
10: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up in patches on the Great North
11: Road approaching the Black Cat roundabout on the speed sensors this morning and just getting in the A5 has been reopened in both directions uh, between Leighton Road and Sheep Lane. Um, there was an accident there earlier but now recovery work has taken place so all reopened and easing off a little bit now. So far taking a look at the trains and everything seems to be running well. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I'm going to get that book. I was hoping to get a freebie. That didn't happen. Never mind. We're just looking uh, at the internet. Yes, I'm going to order that book now, I think. Right, let's get the news.
3: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: At 7 o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, parents claim a cut in care in Milton Keynes is affecting their son. Vehicles vandalised in South Hertfordshire and Watford's Heron is to be replaced. BBC Three
3: Counties Radio.
0: A couple from Milton Keynes say the withdrawal of free respite care is having a damaging effect on their severely autistic son. Paul and Sarah Ridley from Wolverton say they can't afford to pay for the care they used to have. Tom Perser from Autism UK says everyone understands times are tough for councils, but authorities should look at the bigger picture
9: if you don't support carers to fulfill their caring caring, um, uh, responsibilities over the longer period of time, they're not going to be able to do it. It means that actually um, adults with autism may require far more costly um, inpatient care, longer term residential stays, which can cost far, far
0: more. Police are appealing for information after a number of vehicles were vandalised in the Watford area. Over the last two weeks, more than 20 cars have been scratched in South Oxy, some with the initials JDR. Penny Batterson is a resident of Blairhead Drive, where several cars have been damaged. It all happened one night. Yeah,
1: one Sunday night. It all happened. When we woke up in the morning and all our cars were done. Been here 20 years, never had it. Never had it. No.
0: Bedfordshire police say no one was injured when a coach crashed into a tree this morning on the A5. It closed the road earlier between Hockcliffe and Heatham Reach while they waited for a recovery team. That road has now been reopened. The only person on board the coach was the driver. The Conservatives are drawing up plans for a new law to limit the power of the European Court of Human Rights in the UK. It seeks to reassert the sovereignty of Parliament at Westminster. Israel and Hamas have agreed to a United Nations request for a temporary ceasefire today to allow people in Gaza to stock up on supplies. The five-hour truce will come into force at 10 o'clock this morning local time. Christopher Gunnis is the spokesman for the UN agency that helps Palestinian refugees.
20: We would welcome
21: the guns falling silent and we would hope that it would lead to something more permanent. We hope that it would lead to a situation where some of the underlying causes of this conflicts can be addressed, such as the blockade of Gaza. And of course, from the Israeli point of view, there are many other issues they would want to see addressed.
0: The Liberal Democrats are calling for an immediate overhaul of the coalition's housing benefit reform, known to critics as the bedroom tax. Writing in the Daily Mirror, the Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, says the policy isn't working. A model of a giant heron in Watford's new pond is to be culled to make way for a new art installation in September. It comes after concerns were raised on this programme that it could be vandalised by drunken yobs. Alan Goff is from Watford Borough Council.
2: Perhaps it's suffering, unfortunately, from people uh, doing what they shouldn't do. Riding the heron. It will be a surprise every few months and we look to unveil it and make a thing of it.
0: In last night's football, MK Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2 1. And in Matt Bloomfield's testimonial, Wickham Wanderers lost 5 0 at home to Chelsea. The weather, a fine and settled day with light winds and some good sunny spells with a high of 26 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Absolutely picturesque, beautiful bridge to drive over. It's all about where you live. Nice, quiet village just on the outskirts of Bedford Town Centre. And all this week we're featuring some of our North Bedfordshire villages. It's always been a lovely village. Local, you know, and uh,
4: quiet. It actually has everything anyone could want in a village.
3: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
14: As you know, I I deal in facts and not fiction. I
3: was just wondering
5: how a village could be anything other than local.
6: Well, if it's at the other side of the county from you, it's not local, is
5: it? I suppose so, I suppose so. And we're, we're living in the international village now, aren't we? Isn't that a phrase...? Is that a phrase? Well, it can be. It is now. <laughs> morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including respite row, a scratching scandal, and at last, the Pond Life feature with Matt Lockwood comes to an end. I've seen the pond, dear listener. I've seen the pond. My judgment has been made. If you want to get in touch, 459 555. And don't forget to go on Twitter at BBC3CR and post pictures of your hashtag kitchen party. Really, really has caught the imagination of you this morning, and that's great.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: The family of an autistic man from Milton Keynes fear they'll struggle to cope now the local council is charging them for respite care. Until this month, Paul and Sarah Ridley have had free help with their 25-year-old son, Keith, who suffers from severe autism and epilepsy. But Milton Keynes' council says it can no longer afford to pay for adult respite. Paul Ridley joins me now. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Uh, Paul, tell me a little bit
22: about Keith. Um, he's 25. Um, he was born severe, with severe autism, um, which he didn't get diagnosed with officially until he was 16. He has no speech, no sense of danger, um, toileting skills he hasn't got, um, and he needs 24-7 care. Um, he has a strict routine like most people with autism do have. And he's got loads of energy, trust me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I bet Um, he's a 25-year-old lad, isn't he? Yes. Um, I used to work, but I had to give it up when the wife, um, slipped, when Sarah slipped to disc. And, um, at 16, he developed epilepsy. And obviously, lifting someone who's now bigger than her, um is a bit of a problem, <laughs> especially during, if he's during a seizure and you're trying to get him into a comfortable um, recovery position, for example. And he also has uh, irritable bowel syndrome on top, which oh, doesn't dear. help. Oh, dear.
5: It's, it's a, <laughs> he's having a, a tough old time, isn't he? What, does, definitely... what
22: does yours and Sarah's uh,
5: uh, kind of daily routine involve?
22: Um, well, if you want to class his daily, he can be awake through the night several times. Um, in, and in fact, if you don't hear him, uh, he can come down and raid all the food cupboards. He is actually he's driven by food. Yeah. Um, we have to take the food out of the freezers, for example, and put them in freezer bags and put them in a cold place overnight, otherwise he'll go in there and eat it raw. Um, we have to be constant, because he can be up and down the stairs all day. The doors have to be locked, otherwise he can go out. For example, we have the green recycling beans here for food. And if you don't lock the doors, he will go out and he'll want the scavenge in there for food. And, and don't get me wrong, we do feed him <laughs> um, three, four meals a day on top of Chris, which he would absolutely love. Chris, um, they're a great bribery tool in sort of like doing things like cutting his hair or getting mm. him to sit still for a photo. Um, when you're in the kitchen cooking food, um, you have to be in there all the time. You can't answer the door or the phone because he'll go and open the oven and put his hands straight in or put his hands in the pots on the stove. He has no pain threshold at all. And it is 24-7. You don't really have a break unless he has a an afternoon nap or anything like that. How
5: how important
22: is uh, his respite care for you? It's majorly important because I, I do have another daughter who's 23, or 22, uh, 23 this year, and she's got Asperger's, which is at the other end of the spectrum. So at the weekend, if, when they go in for a weekend break, for example, it's a chance for us to spend time with her and give her more time um, for her disability and do things that a normal family without any children or young adults with uh, disabilities can do, like go to the park or go for a walk and etc. and spend quality family time together. It also gives us time to do things like decorating because we can't do anything like glossing or any DIY jobs um, that cannot be done while Keith is around. The, the respite it was... a great big <laughs> recharge, if yeah. you know I Yeah, mean? oh, I no,
5: of course. The, the respite um, was on police advice. What, what led to that, Paul?
22: Um, yes, where we used to live, um, the gentleman next door uh, bought a house and turned it into a house in multiple occupation. And after several attempts of at getting on to environmental health, because um, we had people playing music all night, there was motorbikes being revved up inside the house. Oh, dear. Um... It was even raided because um, they were by the police because they were mixing expi- um, materials for explosives, <laughs> and the occupants of the house were also taking the Mickey, out of my son, when he was in the actual garden with us. Yeah. And the stress was, it got to us. I had a heart attack. My wife passed out a couple of times while we were out. My daughter had a little part-time Saturday job at the time and was falling asleep at work. And um, we kept calling the police because no one was listening to us. And the police came out and seen that we were just on breaking point. And the PCSO, Maureen, was really good. And she, that's why she contacted social services. And then a few weeks later, the council did get more involved and decided to move us. And just to add, they also moved the neighbors to the other side of the house. <laughs> right. So, um, it wasn't just us.
5: Were you warned that the charges for respite care were going to be introduced?
22: Um, all we received was, we received a general letter in April saying that um, there will be charges for respite and that some people might be charged and some won't. We also received the same letter again uh, about two or three weeks ago saying that charges will be starting in July and again, some people will and some people won't, but there has never been any charges put down or any costs saying it will cost you this amount or that amount. So we had no idea if indeed we were being charged, and if so, how much.
5: <laughs> and then a bill comes through the door.
22: Yes, because um, he had his normal weekend care in on the first weekend of July, because he gets one weekend a month, and then one day every week, which is a Monday, and he went in for his normal weekend, which is Friday to, mo- uh, Friday to Tuesday morning, and then we had a letter come to us um, saying we were being charged for that weekend after the fact, <laughs> so we had no choice to say, mm. like, this is the, the amount you're going to be charged, and we couldn't make the choice for saying, well, no, we can't afford that, um, that was taken away from us. Um, I mean, in any walk of life, if you go to buy anything or any service, or if you ring up the council and want to hire a garage, they will tell you the amount yeah. before. And i since found out yesterday, because um, they were saying they couldn't do that, um, because it don't register on their system, because when he goes into respite, they have to put the day he comes in, and the day he comes out, and then it, it comes up in their system, and they can do the bill.
5: So what happens next, Paul? Can, can you afford... Uh, for this respite?
22: We can't really afford it, but we're willing to pay and if it works out and that it's something affordable, the prices that they're charging us at the moment, no. Um, Then we'll just have to work something out to make sure, because it's not us that's being charged. That's the weird thing about it. The respite is for the carers, but it's my son that's actually being charged and they want to take the money out of his incapacity benefit or which is now ESA and I spoke to DWP yesterday and DWP Job Centre Plus said that ESA money is not supposed to be spent for something that's for us Mm. (laughs) so I mean it's um, I spoke to the respite care on the Saturday when we got the bill because we had to worry about this all weekend so it's stressful enough being a carer without this on top And they had several other parents and carers phone up that were in the same boat. Um, So, I mean, I just want to get the message out there to them that do the same as we've done. Contact your local MP, contact your local councillor and push this because our figures are all wrong. They never did an assessment on us at all. So if our figures are wrong, their, their figures could be wrong.
5: Paul, listen, um, it sounds like you're doing a cracking job. I wish you the best of luck with it, and, uh, you know, I hope this gets sorted out.
22: We do as well, because we, we need it. Um, without respite, I don't know what will happen to this family at all. Um, how long we can go for is another matter, because we can't send them in, because we don't know how much we're going to be charged. And that is the worrying thing. Um, I say we're not against paying. If it's the law and we've got to pay, yeah, we'll, we'll pay, but make it something that's in the real world and is affordable. Don't punish vulnerable adults like my son and the disabled who are, who are already struggling to, to survive like we are.
5: Paul, keep in touch. Let us know how things go. Catherine, we've been sent a statement, haven't we, by Milton Keynes Council. We yeah,
6: invited the council on the show this morning. They declined, but this is what they're telling us. Following extensive consultation with service users and carers, Milton Keynes Council agreed to charge for residential respite stays for adults with a learning disability. We already charged people with a physical disability and older people for respite, so it was fair to do the same for people with a learning disability. This was introduced on July the 1st, and we have written to every service user affected, as well as having information sessions. Charging for by if is means tested which means that nobody will be charged more than they can afford
5: Well there you go, 08459 555 if you want to have your say on that Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs BBC
11: Three Counties Radio queuing at the moment on the Great North Road heading southbound to the Black Cat roundabout and the A1M now building up um, between junction 8 and junction 7 for Stevenage taking a look so far at the M1 London-bound, looking rather slow moving at the moment between junction 6 at Brickett Wood and junction 5 for Watford Um, there's a broken down car there causing delays the M25 heading anti-clockwise rather slow moving between junction 22 for St Albans and junction 19 at Watford and so far the A1 that's looking rather heavy heading south Southbound between Sterling Corner and Apex Corner. Taking a look at so far at the trains and disruption on East Coast trains between Stevenage and
5: King's Cross.
11: Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much.
5: 7.16. It's Thursday the 17th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Milton Keynes family says cuts in respite care is affecting their sum. The Conservatives are drawing up plans to take some powers away from the European Court of Human Rights. And vandals have scratched more than 20 cars in South Oxy in Hertfordshire.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Weekday morning from 9. Good
12: morning, welcome to the JVS show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop your local life?
3: Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong?
12: We've actually got an open doors policy.
3: I am
11: just so angry listening to some of them people. What
20: the government will do, they start introducing American type sentences like 200 years in prison.
3: The The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: On FM, AM, online and digital radio.
3: This is Ian Lee.
10: On BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: It's Dave Luton. Good morning, boss. Good morning, sweetness. Oh, oh, lovely.
2: Hey, yeah.
5: Hey? Oh, yeah. No. You, you must be on a good terms today, eh? You uh, must be on a good terms today,
2: yeah. yes.
20: I don't know who's done it, but... Um... Uh, it was the butler. <laughs> oh, is it the butler? i would have to get one.
5: Yeah, you should. Yes. They're good. It's the butler who's done it. OK. Anyway, enough flirting. Okay. Let's get down to facts. Yeah. I've just been listening to that man's terrible
20: story regarding his 25-year-old autism and epilepsy son, right, about these cuts... Yeah. Last week, I read in a paper that the government are to increase foreign aid of two hundred and fifty billion pound to other countries. So why, why are we giving other countries, and you've got cuts on special needs of special people? Why they got to, why? Why can't we forget the cut uh, the foreign aid and give it to the people of this country?
5: Well. Foreign aid. The theory behind foreign aid is a good one, in that we help people uh, who are significantly less fortunate than us. Now, I realise that sounds. Uh, Sorry,
20: sorry. That's paradox. That's tough for the other country. We want the money. We want the money. You don't. You
5: don't want to help starving children. No. 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 Tough. You don't want to help starving children
20: the other the other countries have got to sort their countries out and start giving they they looking after their own people we like are, we've got to in this country
5: there's a figure and I will get this it's what we're either the sixth richest country in the world or the sixth biggest economy in the world there is a difference uh, and if we can't help you know um, furnish schools in countries where they don't have free and regular access to education and books if we can't help people less fortunate than us around the world, Dave. That's that's a bad indictment on us, isn't it? No, but, but you've just heard that man give the story, this is just one man,
20: regarding his 25-year-old son. What about all these other stories that you've not got, we're, we're not being told, we're not reading of these other people in this country that's struggling because of the government cuts. All the government cuts is to people in this country like autism, epilepsy fits, and other people, yet we go and give £250 billion to other countries that, well, corruption in those governments, they're they're having a good old pocket, aren't they, as soon as they get that money. I don't agree with all this £250 billion we send foreign,
5: foreign aid. Okay. You'd rather That's... you'd rather it was. Spe- I don't think the two are mutually exclusive, though. I, I, I think I don't I don't see why we would have to stop the foreign aid to still help people in this country. Well, it's proved it, isn't it, by this man this morning. If we didn't get the two hundred and fifty billion pound to other
20: countries, that man wouldn't be on that radio this, radio this morning.
5: Well, I, I think could... he, I think he still would, Dave. Even if we didn't give that money. I think no. he, he would still be in that situation. No, he wouldn't. No, no way on this earth. They're giving to...
20: They're stopping all these cuts. Oh, we can't afford this. We can't afford uh, the, uh, councils. Oh, then the government comes along and says, oh, we're increasing foreign aid by £250 billion. What? I bet that gets get everyone's bones up and blood up.
5: I hope, it, I hope it doesn't get anyone's bones up, Dave, but thank you very much. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. Now, who or what is JDR? Any ideas? It's the question the people of South Oxy want an answer to. Over the last few weeks, nearly two dozen cars have been vandalised. Many have had the initials JDR carved into the paintwork. Hertfordshire Police want it stopped and the owners are wondering who's going to pay for it. Well, John Guy is an insurance journalist. He might be able to shed some light on this. Ever heard anything like this before, John? Um, Not really,
23: no. Um, It seems like a new one to me.
5: Is there anything the victims can do? Where would you go if someone had had scratched an initial into your car?
23: Well, actually, it's, it's quite interesting because obviously it's really going to depend on what car insurance they've got. Because, of course, if they've got the legal minimum, which is third-party fire and theft, then they're going to have to pay for it themselves, because all that covers is the damage to another car if you hit it, obviously the car's stolen, or obviously if it's, um, if it's damaged by fire. Um, the interesting thing, then again, of course, is if you've got a comprehensive cover, you're also going to have an excess. So, therefore, you may well have to, the insurer may well turn around and say to you, well, you've got to pay the first 150 or 200 pounds. So depending on how high your excess is, once you get to the body repair shop, they may well turn around and say, well, it will cost you 100 £150, pounds, and you'll have to pay the first the third, The third downer, unfortunately, for, for when you're coming to the insurance is, if you make a claim against your insurance, of course you lose your no-claim bonus. So therefore, if you do make a claim, when it comes to renew next year, you, you will have a claim on your record, and therefore your, your car insurance will go up. So it is, with the greatest respect in this particular case, there's not much cheer from the insurance industry, really, for these four victims.
5: Yeah, it is one of those things, you come out, you see it, and you get frustrated, Uh, and uh, I I guess, uh, you know, I've had a a similar, a ding in my car, and it just wasn't worth going through the insurance, because I would have, you you say, I would have paid the excess, and my premium would have gone up massively, so I kind of had to suck it and see, really.
23: Yeah, t- sadly, I mean, the only hopeful thing is that they're going to catch the person or persons who has, who has caused this damage, and it may well be that there might be, you know, once they're uh, once they've put through the legal system, you may get some, some small piece of compensation, but, I mean, really, from the insurance point of view, yes, check your policy, but, you know, in, in a way depending on just how big these scratches are and depending on how much the damage is, it may well be that it's going to come out of your pocket. Hey, John, here's a question from left
5: field. Right, because I do a little bit of TV work and I'm on the radio, my insurance costs an absolute flipping fortune. Why is that? Do they think I'm going to be driving Paul McCartney round and having drugs parties or something?
23: Absolutely, I'm in the same boat. The moment you say the word journalist, they think that we're going to be having Madonna in the back of the car or we're going to be chasing ambulances into riot zones. It's mad, isn't it's very, it? Very, it? Unfortunately, yeah, they rate it for, for our, perceived, our perceived risk. Is and that, unfortunately, when it comes to journalists, they, um, they, they lump us all in together. It's that terrible
5: thing when you go online, and do indulge me for a second, dear listener, with my high-class problems, when you go online to, to get quotes, and you fill in all the details, and a red th- sign flashes up saying, we cannot help you online, call this number, and you know you're in for a big bill.
23: Yeah, I, I don't want to make an advert, but there is one particular insurance company that are very good for journalists, because they also, um, they also look at a lot of the, uh, the high-class um, uh, yeah, sort of uh, the footballers and some of the big cars, and that's the co-op. So i oh. have, have a chat with the co-op because uh, they they are quite doing this. John, I will have a little look at that. John, I appreciate your time.
5: John Guy, an insurance journalist. It's a high-class problem, but you mentioned you work in radio or telly. Ding, ding,
6: ding, 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 yep. ding, ding, ding. Or papers. My dad was a newspaper journalist, and they, yeah, they, they think weird. they're all massive boozers. I think.
5: Yeah, well, they, they think you. Know, they, they obviously assume I'm going to be sh- driving Burt Reynolds round to go and buy some crack cocaine or something, because that's what celebrities do. I
6: think you're the most famous person who's ever sat in my car. <laughs> yeah. I did. Did I sit in your car? Yeah, you moaned about my driving. Oh, you're driving it made was me very nervous. Awful.
5: Or oh, she's an awful. You, Am I saying that aloud? Yes. Is your fader still up? Yes. No. She's an awful driver, Justin. 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 Justin's gone. I think Justin's still worrying about this um, graffiti campaign against him. Justin. Hello, boss. Good morning, Justin. I'm you, here. You've been in South Oxy this morning. I have, indeed. Uh, what have people been telling you?
14: Well, uh, these cars have been damaged on, what, Ainsdale Road at the junction of Gosforth Lane, Ashridge Drive, Birkenhead Drive, Colverdon Road. Uh, lots of these cars have been damaged. Uh, nobody seems to know who JDR is, whether it's uh, somebody or a group. I've been talking to Rodney Smith. Uh, he's part of the local neighbourhood watch team. Here's what he had to say well Rodney working for the neighborhood watch team in this area you must be very concerned about what's been going on here
2: we are uh, getting updates from the police all the time Um, but uh, yes we it's very unusual for this area we're uh, normally quite law-abiding
14: and JDR these initials any ideas on on who that could be is that a person is that a group what do you think it's
2: certainly new to the area. I've never heard of this person or group before, and I can
14: only assume that they're new to the area and are um, marking their territory. And in terms of keeping cars safe locally, working for the Neighbourhood Watch, uh, what are you doing to to keep people's property safe in this area?
2: Well, we're advising uh, parking off-road, uh, if possible, and... Um, just generally keeping an eye out for anyone who's not in the general from the general area
14: okay thank you very much indeed hopefully this will uh, stop and stop quickly thanks rodney take care thank you very much indeed sir so that was rodney smith they uh, certainly concerned certainly unusual um, according to that insurance expert as well somebody said to me once actually in when i was trying to get car insurance that I, I told them what i did i was honest with them and they said well you might have elson john in your car and i said what Just because I present a music programme, why is Elton John going to be in my car? I've never interviewed him. I would love to get him on my show. Um, He's certainly not going to be in my car. No, no.
5: (laughs) Uh, For those who missed the earlier report on this, Justin, you yourself have, have been the victim of a graffiti vandalism... Well, campaign. The campaign mm. of hate, haven't you?
14: Absolutely. I mean, thankfully, it wasn't on my vehicle, um, because that would cost uh, a lot of money to repair. Uh, this was on the fence at the bottom of my road, going back uh, a few years ago. Somebody decided to graffiti my initials, JD. That's correct, and, yeah. Yes, and then they put, uh, is gay, um, which I found quite bizarre. Um, it went away. Um, Then it came back again. Um, Then, thankfully, it stopped. So, again, I can only presume uh, that person, that group, um, maybe they left the country or they got their facts straight. I'm not quite sure. Do you think they'd not been checking their facts? Yes, quite possibly, because um, it was wrong what they were saying. If they want to say that, that's fine. But, um, you know, don't go and graffiti the fence at the bottom of my road. Uh, making allegations like that if it's not true what makes you um what makes you think it was a gang? Um, I just had a sneaky feeling at the time any ideas who obviously no names any ideas who you you think it may be um, not really. I've never really got to the bottom of it I, I'm presuming it was a local gang um, who realized that I was working on the radio at the time and um, took it upon themselves to uh, do some graffiti at the bottom of my road i mean. Pfft there could have been another JD living down my street but to my knowledge there wasn't um, I think it was a gang and I think they've, as I mentioned either got their facts straight or they've moved on maybe they've left the country
5: Well Justin I'm, I'm, I'm sorry uh, uh, about that. that, that does sound like a horrific uh, experience for you to have been involved in and uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. As
14: you know I, I deal in facts and not fiction.
5: That's, that's why you work
10: here
3: Queuing at the moment on the Great North
11: Road, approaching those roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout. Taking a look at the speed sensors and looking slow on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 22 at St Albans and also Junction 19 for Watford. Also heading anti-clockwise, rather slow between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 15, the M4. It's queuing at the moment on the North Orbital Road just off the M25 and at the moment the A1's looking rather slow, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Apex Corner and on the there's disruption on East Coast trains between Stevenage and Kings Cross due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC
5: Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you. I'm going to utter some words I, I don't think I've ever said in this um, combination before. Can we get Dave Luton back on the show? What? Can we get Dave Luton back on the show? In my befuddled state, I allowed him to get away talking complete and utter guff. Luckily, political reporter Paul Scoynes was listening in. He has uh, sent me some facts. I'd like to throw the facts in the face of Dave Luton. Can we get Dave Luton back on the show?
6: Let's see if he'll receive those facts.
5: Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC
0: Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Jane Killick. A couple from Milton Keynes say the withdrawal of free respite care is having a damaging effect on their severely autistic son. They say they can't afford to pay after council cuts. The Conservatives are drawing up plans to limit the power of the European Court of Human Rights in the UK. The move seeks to reassert the sovereignty of Parliament at Westminster. More than 20 cars have been scratched in the Watford area. They were vandalised in South Oxy, some with the initials JDR. The weather, fine, dry and very warm, with some good sunny spells. On to sport and in cricket. The second test between England and India begins at Lords this morning, but the build-up continues to be dominated by the alleged incident between James Anderson and Ravinder Jadeja at Trent Bridge last week. Jadeja has now been officially charged by the International Cricket Council and could face a potential one-test ban, while Anderson could be suspended for four tests if found guilty of allegedly abusing and pushing the all-rounder. Meanwhile, the England captain Alistair Cook says after criticism of the flat pitch in the drawn match at Trent Bridge, he's hoping the Lord's wicket will offer more assistance for the bowlers. It's got a,
22: a nice covering of grass on, but again, we, 24 hours out from the Sri Lanka game, it looked very similar. So, you know, that turned out to be a pretty flat wicket, you know, hoping for a pitch which just has a bit more bounce. So it's a bit more, it's a bit more, has can have a bit more exciting cricket than what Trent Bridge produced.
0: Golf's Open Championship starts today at Holly Lake. Last year's winner, Phil Mickelson, will be hoping to retain a claret jug. Tiger Woods will be making his first major appearance since back surgery. Luke Donald, originally from High Wycombe, has been discussing the Holly Lake course.
17: It's a good, solid test. It does offer some opportunities. Obviously a par 72 is unusual for for an Open Championship. The par 5s give you some opportunities to make some birdies. Um, a yeah, tough start. First and second are quite narrow. Then it widens out a little bit. A um, bit more rough than, than 2006. In
0: football, MK Dons won their final friendly on their tour of Ireland last night. The Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2-1 with goals from Kieran Wiltshire and Daniel Powell. In Matt Bloomfield's testimonial, Wickham Wanderers lost 5-0 at home to Chelsea. Jose Mourinho fielded a strong Chelsea team. Former Donsloni, Patrick Bamford, scored one of the goals, as did defender John Terry. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at 8.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
15: Um, Lockwood has joined me in the studio to... Good morning, everyone. Sorry? Good morning, everyone, and good morning, you, Ian. Good morning. Matt has been in uh, the last two, three weeks uh, 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 on a Thursday to talk about pond life, to talk about the Watford Pond. We'll get there in a second. No, it's fine. I'm just readjusting the studio for me because there's papers all over the Uh, place. Okay. Right, so you just carry on and I'll just... um, Okay. well, I'm going to speak to Dave Luton. Good morning, Dave.
5: Good morning, sweetie pie. Now, Dave... Yes, I've got a really bad headache. Oh,
20: not not something else. You've either got a stomachache, ache, no, a well, bad I've ache, got both throat
5: problems. I've got both. I've got a headache and I'm feeling nauseous. Right? Yeah, go ahead. So yeah. I let I let you come on the radio earlier on and talk. Well, basically, balls. N- no, Footballs. no, it
20: wasn't. No, it wasn't.
5: How it wasn't. much money is the UK giving in foreign aid? It was going to be increased this year on the front
20: of your favourite newspaper about three weeks ago, the Daily Express, that uh, Cameron said we're going to increase to £250 billion a year foreign aid. Okay.
5: Do you you want to rethink that? No, no, I'm going for what a paper says. You're going for £250 billion a year foreign aid. That's right. If it was significantly less, if it was 50% of that... I still don't agree with the foreign aid going to other countries. Okay. If it was 10% of that, would that be better? No. No. If it was, like, 4.5% of that, would it be better? No. No? Because no? it's no. nothing like £250 billion, pounds, you complete an utter muppet.
20: No, no, hold on. Excuse me. Can you get the editor of the Daily Express and call him a Muppet, please? Because I'd like to see your name right across the headlines of a national newspaper.
5: Why would they put my name across the headlines of a national newspaper?
20: Because uh, the Daily Express. Because they're right. the ones that printed it I and I'm
5: reading it. Uh, Catherine, while I'm talking to this plum, could you just try and Google a date, See if we can find the story that he's talking about, the front page of the Daily Express, saying that... How did it go again? Uh, foreign aid... 250 billion pounds a year. Daily Express. She's she's going to research that because okay. political reporter Paul Scoyns has been in touch. Okay. And Paul Scoyns like Justin Dealey, deal, deals in fact not fiction, right? All right. All right. So, the UK in 2013 mm. You ready for this? Yeah, go on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 2013, the UK spent how much have a guess how much we spent on foreign aid? I don't know. You tell me. billion. Okay. That's nowhere near 250 billion. I've got something
6: here from the Daily Express saying we're going to give 1 billion.
5: No, no. Ah, that's from the Daily Express, is it? Yeah. That's the paper that Matt said that. UK
6: to give 1 billion in foreign aid to help fight AIDS, TB, and malaria.
5: Okay, right. So, thank you, Catherine. Excellent. So, Dave. Yes. We've gone down from 250 billion to yeah. 11 billion. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's fighting what was it fighting again Catherine?
6: TB, malaria and AIDS.
5: Wow. So it's saving uh, it's saving lives. Hold on. Saving we lives. Save, we we want to save
20: lives in this country. Are we, are sa- we are we up. are
5: saving lives in this country. No, you're not. Yes we are. Are they? What do you think hospitals do
15: every oh, dear, dear, single dear.
5: day? There's kids
20: starving in this country. Kids in this country have never had a holiday.
15: Kids
5: oh, in this well, no, country... no, 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 no. I didn't have a holiday until I was seven. I'm not buying that. If you can't afford a no. holiday, tough. Well, that's exactly the same it's as not, going abroad. It's not it's the, not the not, same. Giving foreign aid to fight AIDS is not the same as some kid that can't afford a holiday. It's completely different.
20: It's not all this aid is going to other countries to fight malaria or oh, HIV. Give
5: aid to families who can't afford a holiday? Tough. Well, it's just, uh, some kids in this country are starving. The, is that uh, tough? Well, they're not starving to death. They're not no. starving to death. The poll continues. The UK spent eleven point four billion pounds on aid in twenty thirteen. It's about one hundred and eighty pounds per person. Um, and that £11.4 billion is, guess what percentage of our GNI? Guess what percentage that is?
20: Uh, go on, tell me. Have a
5: guess. Oh,
20: no, no, you tell Ooh, have me. A ge- have a guess. No I, ain't got no, I haven't got a clue. 35%? Got, I don't know, you're
5: telling me. 25%? You're telling me. Higher or lower than 25%? Well, it might be lower, is it? Higher or lower than 15%? Lower, is it? Higher or lower than 10%? I don't know. You tell me. Higher or lower than 1%?
20: Wait, really? It must be higher than 1%.
5: Incorrect. It's 0.7%. It's nothing. It's nothing. Oh. Now, Dave. Yes? Would you like to apologise to myself, to the listener, to Matt Lockwood, for spreading... Mistruths. I'm not going to say lies. Spreading mistruths.
20: Well, I'll try and look at I'll, I'll tell you what, I did say that bit of paper and I'm going to try and
5: look it up find and I'll that, produce it to you. Find that bit of paper. I will do. While you're on the line, Dave. Yes. Could you do me a favour? What's that? Fa- repeat the words I'm about to say. This is the podcast. Welcome. This is the podcard. Welcome. Not prod card, podcast. Podcast. Welcome. This is the podcast. Welcome. This is the podcast. Welcome. Here's this bit. Here's this bit. This no. happened. This happened. And Dave from Luton made himself sound like a muppet. No. Say no. it. Say it. No Say, no. it. <laughs> no. Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. <laughs> Say it. No. Say it. No. I'm Say, it. Say, no. It. Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. No. Say it.
20: What's that record you usually play when so when one's talking?
5: Don't say it, Dave, don't say it. Don't you keep out of this, Lockwood. Say it. Who's that there? I'll oh, go away. Right, now, the, the other voice you heard there is Matt Lockwood, who's uh, been coming in week after week after week after week after week to tell us what's a whinge
15: about Watford's uh, new pond. Yeah, just read the script, play the audio. Oh,
5: <laughs> someone's got a cob on. All right, I'll read the script. For the last four weeks, our reporter, that word should be dropped, Matt Lockwood, has been <laughs> banging on about the state of Watford's new pond. Put simply, he doesn't like it, do you? No, I don't like it, no. To settle this, you're not as gobby as you were the last few weeks. To settle this once and for all, I decided to meet Matt by Watford Pond. This is what happened. Hello, Ian Lee. Matt Lockwood, I'm slightly disgruntled that I've been forced out of the studio to come and meet you in Watford, not because I'm in Watford, I like Watford, but
15: to come and look at the, the, the pond that you've been banging on about for the last few weeks. It's horrible, isn't it? No, it's not! Tell yeah. me what bits you don't like you've about seen it. you are seeing this pond now, several weeks after its opening, the councillor took on board my criticism of the water that turned green, he sorted out the filtration system that's standing there in the corner, so that's been sorted, the fountains right. have been okay, switched so, on. So
5: the first thing was, you didn't like the colour of the water,
15: Yeah, it's a little bit green that looks all right. It's oh it looks on, very green there to start the off fountains with. Fountains are fantastic. My kids love a fountain. Beautiful.
2: I see they've got ducks.
15: These ducks have been brought here today, I'm sure they have. Come in, come in, councillors. We've got councillors with us. Right, no, so no,
2: sorry, we're not councillors. Oh, I'm good. Alan Gough from Watford Borough Council. Lovely. Uh, have these ducks been brought in today for my benefit? No, the ducks are natural wild creatures. They've chosen to come here. You
5: but can't bring ducks in. If you brought a duck in and didn't want to be here, it'll go, they can
15: fly those things. Well, I've been down here, you know, last week, the week before, I didn't see the ducks. Look, the, the ducks have clearly decided this is a great place to set up home. We're really pleased to have the ducks here. OK, I like it. I think
5: it looks great. I think it's a nice i can imagine myself coming and having a cup of coffee a sandwich meeting some friends for lunch
2: the heron does look a little bit tired it could do with a little bit more plumage on its tail feathers couldn't it? it's a little bit barren yeah. the heron's our first piece of uh, art installation we're looking to refresh it every few months working with west hart 's college and the students there it should be going in september and uh, perhaps it's suffering unfortunately from people uh, doing what they shouldn't do riding the heron what are you hoping to get what, what Are you hoping to get in September then? Do you know yet? It's, it will be a surprise every few months and we look to unveil it and make a thing of it. Matt, how can you be critical of a fountain that's going to have rotating art? Every few months something different comes in. I think that's wonderful. Why does a pond need rotating art? It doesn't need it. It's an enhancement. It's a fantastic opportunity for local artists to display their work and it's great for the people of Watford to see something new and different every few months. How much did this cost? Uh, the harem was a gift from Veolia, who are our contractors who do the street cleansing, the parks maintenance. Your contractors. So you've got your private, private well, people well, involved well, well, in this. A free heron, Matt. There is literally nothing you can complain about there. There is no actual heron in the pond, is there? There used to be. Uh, the heron used to Hannibal. The heron, as he's locally known, used to visit the pond, and we envisage H- Hannibal coming back. Where is Hannibal now? Well, he's a wild creature. He's obviously chosen somewhere else to go. Let's go and speak to some punters. Yep. Let's go. Uh, and uh, speak. let's let's just prove you wrong once. And no, for all. they will back me up
15: straight away.
4: I love it.
3: Quite often that people who are negative get heard more than people who are positive because the rest of us can't be bothered to turn out. I'm, I'm
5: hearing an accent. Uh, is this the kind of pond that you get in Italy where you're from? Uh, not from Italy. I'm from Australia. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I out mis- I the- yet Would this kind of thing go down well in Australia?
6: Anywhere with water would go down well because it helps
14: cool the place down. It gets a bit warm. What's an Aussie doing in Watford?
3: I came to England to work 30 years later and I loved it so much I stayed. I think the person in, in Rubble Pebble
15: was, was interested in speaking to you about the pond. Right. Do they think it's rubbish? Uh, no, I
9: think they quite like it. I think Everyone yeah. likes the pond! It's a lovely pond, look at it! Look at it. Don't you think it's with the pond? the council page? you Hey, t- look,
5: look, look, look. the come and look at this sign, look at this. This is funny, they've done a joke. Please don't feed the ducks. Bread is not their natural diet It makes them ill. It drives them quackers. Yeah, it's a funny joke. It's a funny joke, man! It's a funny joke!
15: I am losing the will to live.
5: Matt, a a young lady, Amanda has come to join us. Matt here is a reporter for the BBC. He's getting paid to do this. He's running an anti-pond campaign every week on my show. Come on, what do you say to him?
11: you know it's something new give it a chance
5: I'd give it a chance Matt listen listen to her please right
11: please you've got to let the the good algae take the bad algae then they can get the fish in it's a beautiful day it's a beautiful pond the water's there the wind's blowing it's it's gorgeous this this
5: pond life feature feature we've been doing on my show every week Uh shall we end it is it done
11: end it Matt Come on, let's all be positive.
5: Let me know if this is
15: inappropriate. Can we have, like, a hug by the pond? Like let's a pond do hug? that. Let's have a hug. by the pond. Come hug. on, guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
5: That
8: was great.
15: Feeling slightly
5: better.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
5: this is nonsense. It's a nice pond. Matt, you're a massive... i <laughs> 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 I forgot I did i well well done Matt oh dear, it is a it is a fantastic pond. I cannot believe you have w- w- raged this one man
15: campaign of hatred against what is is a great improvement to that end of the high street. Look, to be fair, you and Justin came down to the pond yeah. several weeks after its opening, after I identified these problems <laughs> g- that got sorted out, it's looking a bit better no dog no dog owner let their dog urinate next to me. Well, you know, that was me. That was my experience.
5: Okay. Um, What's your next made-up campaign? Getting rid of these papers. Oh, for goodness. Oh, quickly, before I go, um, uh, Murph has emailed in. Ian, could you ask Matt to say, I don't really know Rita? What? Just say it.
15: Oh, is he saying I'm that guy out of Coronation Street? Mavis, yeah. So could you say, I I don't really know Rita? What, as in that boring guy? It's a woman. Oh, is it? I I don't really know Rita! (laughs)
11: Looking very heavy at the moment on the Great North Road heading southbound, just approaching the Black Cat roundabout. In Luton, very heavy moving at the moment on Airport Way, just at Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout. Also looking rather heavy on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 19 for Watford. In Stanmore, Marsh Lane at the moment is closed. Um, that's just at Nelson Road due to a burst water main there. Taking a look so far at the trains and disruption on East Coast trains between Stevenage and Kidneywood cross, and that's due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Nicola, thank you very much. Just got some breaking news coming through now from Matt Lockwood. I told Matt that uh, after I saw him yesterday in Watford, I went for a burger. Well, Matt, you've just told me something awful that happened to you in a burger restaurant
15: once. What, what, what was yeah, that? Well, on Saturday, I got a burger from a certain chain... And uh, I was on the train, and I thought, "Which oh, is lovely, isn't it?" I've been drinking all day with my uncle, so I needed some uh, some food. Yeah. And uh, I opened it up this 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 burger, and um, I was saying, "Where's my bottom?" But it had no bottom. Had no bottom. First time in about thirty years, no bottom. No bottom on your burger. No bottom on the burger.
5: Matt, thank you very Has much. What happened you
15: to dude? you? And you can't take it back, can you? No, you can go. That was my cue right. for you to leave. Yep.
5: If you've never had a bottom on your burger, you can call me now. But right now, it's 7.47. These are your headlines. A Milton Keynes couple says cuts in council care are having a damaging effect on their son. 20 cars have been scratched in South Oxy. And in last night's Football Friendlies, MK Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2-1 and Wickham Wanderers lost 5-0 at home to Chelsea. Let's get the weather.
3: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: Hello there. A very sunny day today, very warm as well. A bit of patchy mist and fog around first thing, but that should disperse fairly early on. And then we're left with more sunshine and just a bit of fair weather cloud. Light winds and temperatures reaching 26 or 27 degrees Celsius. Now tonight, quite a muggy night. Maybe one or two very light showers, although it may not even make it to ground. However, if you get up early in the morning, you might see some lightning. Otherwise, a largely clear night with a lows of 17 degrees Celsius. That's very warm and a hot and humid day for tomorrow. We have a heat health watch starting, continuing until Sunday. After a muggy start, we'll have pretty much wall-to-wall sunshine for much of the day. Uh, temperatures reaching perhaps 31 degrees Celsius. It may even be enough to trigger a shower. And, the, yeah, and there is a yellow early warning in place for rain for Saturday. That's because of these homegrown thunderstorms we're expecting. Uh, probably some lightning and thunder, so um, maybe even some hail as well. That does calm down later on in the day, though, but Sunday will probably... We still have some thundery showers around but becoming drier and less humid from Monday onwards. That's your latest forecast.
5: This weekend it's all about Bedford here on BBC Three Counties Radio. The River Festival is 36 years old.
0: And this weekend, we'll bring it all to you.
10: Tomorrow, I'm live from the town to give you all the build-up and let you know everything that's coming up
5: this weekend. Then on Saturday, I'll bring you three hours from the heart of the festival as it all gets underway. And on Sunday, Sophie Solaria and me, Gareth Lloyd.
0: Live from the riverbank with all the action from Bedford's premier water event.
2: The Bedford River Festival weekend starts with me, Roberta Peroni. Tomorrow from 3 on BBC.
5: Three Counties Radio. Why wasn't I asked to be part of Bedford's premier water? I think I'm covering uh, Bedford's tertiary water event. Mm-hmm. Does tertiary mean third?
6: Yes, that's the great puddle parade.
5: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not allowed to do the deuxième. Yes. I'm allowed to do the tertiary.
6: Troisième. Why is there...
5: Not first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, because that goes up. Why is there primary, secondary, tertiary... Quashery? Quinchery. Quinchery, of course, was a pathologist.
6: Yes, he was, very good as well. Why, why
5: is that? He was a very good pathologist, although he's always copping off with young women on a boat. Yes. Um, so, why is there not a fourth one? I don't know. In that. Uh, we've got some texts.
6: Yes, we have. Do you yeah. want to read them?
5: Go on. Go on then. Get really? There.
6: Uh, this is from Chris in Milton Keynes. <laughs> is Dave Luton the only man in the world who believes the Express? Anyway, it's absolutely right to give foreign aid to third world countries to save people's lives. We are stinking rich. We're something like the sixth or seventh richest country in the world. How that wealth is distributed is another matter entirely and something this government has a lot to answer for, says Chris in Milton Keynes.
5: Stuart uh, has got a comment on that on Twitter. Ian Lee clearly doesn't understand the meaning of suffering. Too many people suffer in this country by wasting money on foreign aid. Well, is it a waste? That's interesting. i tell you what, what, how I, I do know the meaning of suffering, Stuart, and it's reading uh, grammatically incorrect and misspelt tweets. Two, in that instance, should have two O's. Oh, dear.
6: And also, um, well, it says James, but I think it might be Columbo, actually, that sent this text in, talking about the scratched cars in South Oxy. Yep. JDR. Justin Dealey, reporter, suggests James.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's distinctly possible. I, I think we just need to go a little bit light on Justin. I mean, he's, he's, he's reliving a horrible period in his life by um, telling us about graffiti and things, so...
6: Uh, hey, I saw something people might want to talk about. Do you want to know what it is?
5: Let me think for a second. Something that people might want mm-hmm. to talk about. Kath saw it. Do mm. I want to know what it is? Let me ask, um, hang on, sorry, let me just ask Siri... <clears throat> Do I want to know what Kath saw that people might want to talk about?
22: Who would you like to ring?
5: Oh. No. Kath saw something that people might like to talk about. Do I want to know what it is? OK. OK. Hang, sorry, hang on, hang on. Didn't sound too sure. No. Do I want... Well,
13: My web search turned this up.
5: No, no, hang on. Hang on. Do I want to know what Kath saw?
13: OK, take a look.
5: It's giving me Wikipedia about a castle. What, hang hang on. Because it
6: thinks you're saying... If you say Catherine, which is my actual name...
5: Who is Catherine Boyle? Oh. looking i think you might have i think you might have um, upset siri is bear serious? with us
7: is he being serious there is a texan
6: beauty queen called casper boyle
13: i'm really sorry about this but i can't take any requests at the moment please try again in a bit oh what? should
7: i try on my phone maybe yeah, it's just in a mood with you
5: hey hang on a second we can't n-
7: does ian want to see what cath saw
19: Mm -hmm. Looking. Here's what I found on the web.
7: Oh, he thinks I said, does Ian want to see a castle? Castle. Because my name's not Kath.
5: Who is Catherine Boyle? Stop it.
7: Does Ian like Catherine. Catherine Boyle? Okay, it's not. I tell you what, Kath. Uh, Here's what I found
5: on the web. I tell you what, Kath, I'm going to take a punt. Yeah, go on, tell us.
6: Right, net mums have gone and done a survey. But don't, what? Let put, don't let that put you off. Net
5: mums have done a survey and oh. it's.
6: Whoa! Apparently, households are cutting back 10% on their expenditure. Why? Why? to buy presents for teachers at the end oh, of term. Oh, jeez. 17 out of 20 pupils give end-of-year gifts to teachers, an average cost of £10, and apparently competition between families has led to staff at some schools being sent gifts, including spa weekend and designer handbags. It's...
24: Oh, flippin' heck.
6: I don't think I'm going to buy a present at all. Uh, Is we, that tight?
5: No, well, you know... Listen,
6: my sister used to be a teacher. She used to come home every um, end of term with mugs, teddy bears, all that sort of Straight
5: stuff. Straight in the
6: bin. I mean, what are you going to do with it? How many well, mugs
5: do you need? Well, if, it's, if you've got vouchers for a spa, though, then you're going to use those. Do you
6: know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to write in the card actually what she's meant to my daughter's learning and how brilliant she's been hey, that it, means more
3: surely
5: you know that there was that thing that went viral that letter from that headmistress yeah. that said uh, listen you may not have done well in your sats or whatever but the, what those exams they don't show you that you're a loving uh, brother that you help your sister you're good to your mum you speak two languages that
6: your smile lights up a room you're yeah. a great dancer
5: she cut and pasted it off the internet She she didn't even write it She found it off the internet. Suddenly, that sounds like a hollow, patronising, meaningless pat on the back from someone who couldn't give a stuff about you. Isn't that that sad?
6: So, I'm not going to cut and paste it. I'm going to write something from my heart. That'll mean more, won't it?
5: Write something from my heart. You can't write with a heart. You need a pen. Uh, Yeah, OK, well...
6: Do you buy presents for
5: teachers? uh, What, now?
6: Yeah, well done for doing your job. Here's a present.
5: Whoa! It's it's not no because it's 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 a nice thing to do, Kelly. When your school term finish, finishes this year, are you gonna get a present for your teacher?
7: Um, we get I get presents for them when they leave or when it's the end of the actual school year. School year, not for every term. It's um.
5: We I think we got a present for the teacher at kids' school. I
7: think
6: it's rubbish.
5: What, giving teachers presents? Yeah.
6: If it's They're a rubbish, big. you know, a box of chocolates or something, why? Write them something that means something, that is individual, and that touches a point and, you know, makes them realise that what they do is important. I like the way you did that lesson, miss. It was wicked! Sick! Something like that? Yeah, something like
5: that. You're totally bare grills, baby! She is. 08459 four double five five double five. What did you buy your teacher as a present, and do you think it is inappropriate?
6: And if you're a teacher... You bin them, don't you?
5: Well, but when you leave here...
6: When I leave, yeah, but not when I... You'll know, not. A...
5: you get a present.
6: Yeah, when well, no, I... I mean, it'd be a
5: rubbish present, judging it'd by be, what everyone else gets. It'd be
6: a gold watch, the way I'm going. Why? i never tell leave. Can't, can't get out.
5: Time. Stuart has tweeted, If Ian Lee thinks it's better to give foreign lands rather than help those here at home, then he's the Muppet, not David Luton. Stuart... What? I don't understand this thing about foreign aid. Why is helping foreigners... People you know who might have AIDS and malaria and TB, children. Why is that mutually exclusive to helping people in this country? They're not mutually exclusive. It's like saying um, that you you know to help old people, you'd have to cut back on fixing the roads. Well, you don't. They're two separate things altogether that can both coexist. So, Stuart, I'm not saying it's better to give to foreign lands rather than help those here at home. Say we can do both.
6: Hey, Stuart, call us. Oh, oh. yeah. 08459
5: 455, 455 555. It's
15: a phony show, isn't it? Yeah. I miss yeah. Matt Lockwood. I, I don't really know,
5: Rita. Luckily, we've always got that to remind ourselves.
7: I miss Justin Dealey.
15: D-
5: really?
7: Have we got- As you
5: know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. Yeah.
7: I like these as, as you know. As you know. As you know. Um, yeah. It's true then.
5: I, well, I mean, when, when, when. I try to think what we used to give teachers cards.
7: Yeah, cards. Little cards. I once bought mine a, a Christmas decoration. She left around Christmas, she wrote a thank you card saying it's uh something that I bring out every year now
5: One of my first ever crushes she
7: probably doesn't anymore. was on
5: Mrs. Hammond. I wonder where Mrs. Hammond is these days and what she got to. We used to have a song Us about Richard we used to have We used to have a song about her killing her husband. she hadn't killed her husband, it was but what were
6: thinking was it Well,
5: we just had a song about her killing her husband as you do
6: that doesn't even rhyme yeah.
5: Sorry. Well, there was a song about this old hammer killed Joe Henry. Do you remember that song? He, Joe Henry was a gentleman who um, dug a hole through a mountain for that a was train. Oh, John
6: Henry, wasn't it? Whatever.
5: We, they shortened it to Joe, <laughs> and so we changed it to Mrs. Hammond killed her husband, but she won't kill me if you know where she is. I, I wow, had such a crush on her. Wow, school in the
7: thirties was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheeky. <laughs>
5: Travel news for
10: beds, hearts and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Very
11: heavy moving at the moment on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 and Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M25 heading anti-clockwise on the sensors. Very slow moving between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford. And having a look at the A414, that's looking rather busy around the Park Street roundabout so far this morning. And the A1 heading southbound, very heavy between Sterling Corner and a Hex Corner. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC 3 Counties Radio.
24: Thank you!
5: Lots coming up in the last hour of the show. For some reason we're arguing about foreign aid. For some reason I was getting abuse yesterday for not talking about the Gaza Strip. Well, as far as I'm aware, that Gaza isn't in beds, hearts or indeed bucks, is it?
3: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's eight o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, a family in Milton Keynes say they don't know how they'll cope without free respite care. Tory moved to take decisions on human rights back from Europe and vehicles vandalised in South Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A family in Milton Keynes say they don't know what they're going to do after free respite care was taken away for their son. Keith Ridley, who's 25, is so severely autistic his parents have to watch him so he doesn't put his hand into a hot oven to take food or eat food raw from the freezer. Dad, Paul from Wolverton, has had to give up work to look after him and says the one day a week and the one weekend a month rest they have is invaluable.
22: We need it. Um, Without respite, I don't know what will happen to this family at all. Um, How long we can go for is another matter because we can't send him in because we don't know how much we're going to be charged. And that is the worrying thing.
0: The Conservatives are drawing up plans for a new, human, a new law to limit the power of the European Court of Human Rights in the UK. Here's our political editor, Nick Robinson.
9: Parliament, not foreign judges, should decide what is and what is not a breach of human rights. That, at least, is what many Conservatives have argued for years in the face of court judgments from Strasbourg, ordering ministers to give prisoners the right to vote or preventing the government from deporting foreign criminals. The Prime Minister is planning to unveil an election promise of a new law which would assert that Parliament and not the European Court of Human Rights has supremacy
12: on these issues.
0: The Liberal Democrats are calling for an immediate overhaul of the coalition's housing benefit reform, known to critics as the bedroom tax. Writing in the Daily Mirror, the Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, says the policy isn't working, but the Conservatives argue that cutting the welfare bill is essential. The Palestinian group Hamas and Israel have both agreed to respect a five-hour ceasefire in Gaza, which is due to start now after nine days of fighting. The Israeli military said the truce would allow residents in Gaza to stock up on supplies. A Hamas spokesman confirmed that his group would also stop rocket attacks in that time. Police are appealing for information about a number of vehicles that were vandalised in the Watford area. Over the last two weeks, more than 20 cars have been scratched in South Oxy, some with the initials JDR. Penny Batterson is a resident of Blairhead Drive, where several cars have been damaged. It all happened one night.
1: Yeah, one Sunday night. It all happened. And we woke up in the morning and all our cars were done. Been here 20 years, never had it. Never had it. No.
0: A duck has been taken to a wildlife sanctuary after being caught on fishing hooks at Apsley Lock in Hemel Hempstead. The bird was found with hooks through her beak and wing. The RSPCA says the duck would have starved to death if it hadn't been rescued and is asking anglers to be more careful about taking their fishing tackle home. In last night's football, MK Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2-1 and in Matt Bloomfield's testimonial, Wickham Wanderers lost 5-0 at home to Chelsea. The weather, a fine and settled day with light winds and some good sunny spells with a high of 26 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC
3: Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's so much going on here, so much. And all this week, we're featuring some of our North Bedfordshire villages.
25: Living rural, you have rural uh, atmosphere.
0: It's all about where you live. Everything you you want or your kids want is you don't have to go far. You don't have to
4: be driving miles. You can just stick to the village.
3: The big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been a real mixed bag of a show this morning. We're talking about respite care. We've argued about foreign aid. I've pointed out I was getting abuse on Twitter yesterday because we're not talking about Gaza. I don't... I, I, I will need to check the maps, but I don't think Gaza is in beds, hearts or indeed bucks. So, I mean, that's... And also, in the great scheme of things, what is a local radio show going to achieve there? I... I, I... Presents for teachers as well. People are spending more and more money on getting presents for their teachers. Catholics is a waste of money, don't you, Calf?
6: I do a bit. Write them a nice letter, it means more.
5: Oh, there you go. 08 555.
3: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: This is
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: We
5: got some texas on that. And a tweet. Aye.
6: Texas and a tweet. Um, Lisa and Layton Buzzard says she agrees with me. Good. Presents for teachers is a stupid practice that's more about one-upmanship than genuine thanks. Bar humbug, says Lisa. Yeah. And Mark in Bedford said, I was a teacher, the best gift, six fresh eggs laid that morning. Wonderful.
5: Well... An Sorry?
7: Buy a chicken or a
6: Well, student? I would hope so. I would hope so. And... Um, I wonder what crocodile
5: eggs taste like. I bet they're delicious.
6: Chicken... Oh, I bet they're tangy. Crocodile smell. Yeah, but you're not going to eat. Yeah, but you know, like goat's cheese tastes a bit like how goats smell. Yeah. Well, I reckon it's the same thing. Okay. And we've also had a tweet from Leslie who says we always make edible gifts.
5: Oh no! This year it's personalised
6: biscuits. If you're a teacher, really, would you eat those? (laughs) I've told. I've been told that another mum has bought a Pandora bracelet.
5: I don't know what that means. Really expensive. Here's here's the rules about food. Never eat food that children have made, uh, and uh, never eat food given to you as a present. Those, those are the basics.
6: My mum friends, if they ever give me biscuits that they've made with the children, they always set one aside and say, "I
5: haven't touched that one." Right, okay, yeah, because it's it's full of bogeys and spit and and what's it? What's it?
7: Accept any food no. from a the child. They, the kids smell like Quavers
5: and yeah. pseudocrem. Yeah, they do. They, there will be pseudocrem in that, that pizza that they've made. Not made the pizza. They've just got some pizza base and put vegetables on the top. Yeah. I can do that.
6: After rolling the vegetables around in their hands and on the floor for a bit.
5: I, 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 you know, I do wonder why we have children sometimes. Particularly, I would never eat food made by a child. That's the advice from BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now. This morning, we've been talking about a couple from Wolverton who have been forced to give up their respite after Milton Keynes Council introduced charges for adults using the service. Well, uh, their son is 25 years old. Meanwhile, the Education Committee will call for a change in the policy which currently forces kids in care to leave before they turn 21. But if councils can't afford respite care for disabled 20-somethings, how can they afford to keep others longer term? With us now to discuss this further is uh, MP Graham Stewart, Conservative Chair of the Education Committee. Morning, Graham.
26: Where's the money going to come from? Well, it's got to come out of prioritising the needs of extremely vulnerable young people. And we know that, uh, you know, the... correlation between councils having more money and the quality of their services isn't isn't all that strong and the truth is with the right focus early intervention and uh giving a uh, top priority to looking after people whose families have uh, broken down and who find themselves in the care system is the right thing to do and economically it's sensible as well because we know that the long-term prospects for people who aren't supported properly when they're in care uh, are not good and we want to stop young people ending up being miserable now and we want to stop them uh, ending up in crime prostitution drug and alcohol abuse when they're older but this
5: is this is g- is going to cost money and we're hearing about cuts all over the place at the moment so so we, I'm just wondering where you're going to find this extra cash
26: uh, well it's got to be found from within the budgets and it's got to be done within the uh, fiscal discipline that which is necessary uh, where th- when you've had a, you know, Gordon Brown's left behind 150 billion pound a year well, overspend, Graham, which, as you know, it's so uh, we're, we're Graham, still overspending by 100 billion a year. You, but if you're saying to me that we Graham, should prioritise you, that over looking Graham, after kids for the long term, I'm not I'd saying that say no. in the
5: slightest. I mean, but, yeah. but with the greatest respect, you, you, the, the coalition have been in power for five years. At what point do we stop blaming the previous government and start what, taking for, responsibility
26: for the vast structural debt that was left behind? The utter, the largest recession that the country's known um, for a century. Uh, I think we... Sadly, so the, debts, the debts created by Gordon Brown's profligacy are going to be with our grandchildren, In I don't, but Graham, think, but but Graham, I think the BBC does, no, typically does, does not the, communicate just how dreadful is the scale of that. Graham, but I'm not here to talk the, about that today. Well, no, but you are, and if
5: I'm you, going to respond to that. When does the coalition stop blaming the previous government and start accepting
26: responsibility? It does accept responsibility. Then, then why, but it's, why it's, mention it's over, what happened four over, or five years ago? Because, why, why not because,
5: say this is what we're doing now and this is why we're doing it? Well,
26: well the reason we're doing it, the whole context... In which doesn't get over on the BBC half the way. It Second dig at the BBC. At the, I
5: don't quite uh, understand why, Graham. But well, carry on
26: because I watch it and I listen, and you would think it, we. Look at it as if there's there's no big structural issue here. This country now under this coalition is spending more than 100 billion pounds a year more than it has coming in as a government. It is piling up debt, which is interest payments will take away from our ability to do things like looking after young people in care, which is what I wanted to talk to you about today. And where we're saying that young people are being put in bed and breakfast when they're 16 and 17 years okay, old. Okay, so you're going to though- find this money.
5: You're going to find this money. Uh, what what other services are going to be cut to f- to find this money? Because you can't get this magic money out of out of nowhere, can you?
26: Could I talk to you about the report we've made today? We know. Well, you that can answer the question priori- and then go
5: into the report, Graham. Where are you, you're, you're going to find this money? Um, and I was just wondering, what services will be cut to to find this extra money to pay for this?
26: Uh, I don't know, Ian. I'm making recommendations about priorities within the department, which is a okay. £58 billion pound a year So councils will need to deal
5: with it. Councils will need to find well, the it money. It is their
26: responsibility to do okay. this, though the government, when the, you know, recommendations that have previously been made, such as this government brought in an extension of the right to stay in foster care to 21, uh, the government... Found 40 million pounds to support the introduction of that budget. So, uh, when so where are
5: councils going to find the money? Because do, on this show every day we hear about um, uh, that funding being cut for respite care. We're talking about this morning funding being kept for, cut for old people. So, so, how much is it going to cost councils, and where do, where do they get the money from?
26: Well, I've just said that. If there are specific extensions that need to be funded, then central government would need to contribute. You to also the said councils.
5: it was it was it was council's responsibility. So, so where, how much se- will it cost? Uh,
26: there are a whole series of uh, responsibilities council have, and that the central government has. Can yes. we? Please talk about, um, I, I, you know... No, I know you want to go to I'm, script, happy, Graham, I'm happy. No, I'm ha- happy to talk about that. I came on this morning to talk about vulnerable young people transitioning from no, care to adults. But it's very important. The
5: money, is, the money is
26: a big issue. No, it, made, it is quite right.
5: You've, I mean, made it, these, you've made these recommendations, Graham. I just wondered if you had some figures that you could
26: tell us how much it would cost and where the council are supposed to get this money from. Uh, I don't have figures, um, so I can't answer your questions specifically. So you've made
5: these recommendations, but you don't know how much it's going to
26: cost? Uh, correct.
5: That sounds like the kind of thing that got us into trouble five years ago. People just pulling figures out of out of
26: thin air. N- nobody has, um, pulled figures out of thin air. You're the one trying to do that. What we are no, making I, I, recommendations... i I'm just, you're making no, they, recommendations. I would have thought they would have been costed. Uh, the... Education Select Committee does not have the ability to cost okay. um, uh, programmes which haven't been decided on in detail. When we recommend that the government should consult on it, that's precisely the work that needs to be done. They need to find out the different impacts in different areas, and they need to make sure that they prioritise the needs of some of the most vulnerable young people in our society. So and what are regardless you recommending? Of the e- Regardless of the economic backdrop. So what are you recommending? Regardless then? of the economic backdrop, we need to ban the use of bed and breakfast for 16 and 17 year olds. We need to make sure that young people who are in residential care homes who may have had have gained stability for the first time in their lives are not forced out of the door just because they turn 18 and there are serious cost implications of extending uh, that forward to 21 which is what we recommend and that needs to be looked at, uh, considered and we think the cash found because if you don't look after these young people who've had fractured childhoods, who are extremely vulnerable, and you don't look after them now, um, then you are going to find that the long-term cost, not only to them, but to wider society, is far greater than an investment in providing them with support, stability, and security uh, in, their, uh, you know, in, in, in their teens. And that's what we want to see. Um, the nature Of the uh, recommendations we make is that we are uh, we are unable to cost them what we ask the government to do is to cost it uh, talk to councils and make sure we do prioritize these people the danger is that in broader political terms that these uh, relatively small numbers but significant numbers of young people who are very vulnerable are swept away in big arguments about uh, fiscal discipline and the like and this morning what I want to do is prioritize their needs make the case for them and yes it's it's tough in this uh, dealing with this ferocious And then when they're deficit. 21, they're on their own. Well, what we have uh, uh, said that is care support services should be extended without question for all of them to the age of 25. We, you know, every, Again, we it's know more money. Sh- I
5: know you don't want to talk about the fiscals, and we won't, because obviously you, you have an issue discussing that, but, but it's, it's all well <laughs> I and discuss- good. I, I didn't it's, want to have, have the all... entire interview well, no, dominated I mean, by been. that. It hasn't been, and it wasn't going to be, good. but, the, but, the, but, but y- 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 you can't just make these wide sweeping, we're going to keep the benefits going, To them. we're going to support them, we're going to... Uh, and not realise that
26: the money has to be found from somewhere. No, absolutely right. And, uh, and but you seem not that, to have considered that. Of course, we've considered it. But it, we're making we're making the case for the priority to be given to this. There, you know, the the government. I uh, say so the Department for Education has a fifty eight billion pound a year budget. Um, it's not as if uh, you know levels of government expenditure don't allow for priority to be given to these young people. And it is uh, for others to. Uh, work out, uh, as you say, which other, you know, what things will be reduced as a result or what efficiencies can be used in order to ensure that these young people are prioritised. It's, uh, if you intervene early, you support these people early, you will save yourself money in the long term. It's not only the right thing to do, it's economically the right thing to do as well.
5: Uh, okay, Graham. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Graham Stewart MP, Conservative, Chair of the Education Committee. As you heard there, the Conservatives, the caring party. Um, I do I, one thing that does does annoy me. How long have the How long have the coalition been in power? Is it four years or is it five years? I don't I don't know. But at what point do we stop blaming the previous government? Do Do, do we take it back to Tony Blair? Do we Do we take it back to to John Major? So, well, John, when John Major was in power. I don't know, do, 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 we, do we still go back to Margaret Thatcher to talk about the, the fact that there aren't enough houses, council houses for people to live in? I, how far do we go back and at what point do, do a government in power or a coalition in power accept responsibility? Graham, thank you very much. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for
10: beds, hearts and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: In Broughton, we're getting reports in of an accident on the A509, heading southbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and the Northfield Roundabout. In Luton, looking very heavy on the sensors on Airport Way, uh, just at Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout. The A1M's looking rather slow moving between Junction 8 and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And slow moving on the A414, just around the Park Street Roundabout. The M25 heading anti this showing on the sensors to be quite slow moving between Junction 20 22 for St and Junction 19 at Watford. No reported problems or delays on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you, Nicola. 8.16. We've got some interesting um, tweets and um, comments about presence for teachers. We'll get there in a second. It's 8.16. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. A family in Milton Keynes says they don't know how they'll cope after council cuts mean they're being charged for respite care. The Conservatives are drawing up plans to take some powers away from the European Court of Human Rights and vandals have scratched more than 20 cars in South Oxy and Hertfordshire.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three.
5: Spend your afternoons talking about beds, hearts and bucks.
3: It's an amazing venue. If you haven't been to Amstel Park, get along. It's
2: absolutely beautiful. Discussing the biggest stories.
3: In terms of our people, we've invested £5 million to recruit new nurses.
2: In the company of friends. Howard Berry, and Brown, Amanda Devlin. Amanda, what have you been watching this week?
3: I went to see Happy Days.
2: And debating the week's hottest
5: topics. The biggest problem is is actually lack of money, lack of opportunities, poor availability of training. The use of CCTV spy to catch people who park illegally is to be banned
3: Roberto Peroni weekdays from 3 BBC 3 counties radio Hast du Geschwister?
12: Nein, ich habe einen Bruder. Oh.
3: <lacht>
5: nein, nein, nein. Geschwister ist eine Schwester oder Bruder.
12: Ah, ja, ja. ich habe einen Bruder. G- mein Gesch- Bruder heißt Christopher. Geschwister? Er hat blondes Haar und blaue Augen. Wo wohnst Die. Ich wohne in Harpenden. Harpenden liegt in sud in der Nähe von der historischen Stadts und Albans. Ich uh, würde Sie bitte, wie komme ich am besten zum Bahnhof? Ah, I can't remember the directions
5: to the gehen, train station. Gehen Sie hier gerade aus, über die Kreuzung, in der Bahnhof über der linken Seite.
12: Ah, yeah. you sounded a bit Dutch then, your German sounds a bit Dutch. You sounded very German until you said Harpenden. In you, can't, you can't say Harpenden with a German accent. Harpenden. Harpenden. Harpende. No, you can't, can you? No, you well, can't. Wasn't that good? Wasn't that lovely? That was marvellous. What a complete and utter waste of years of my life. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. German was, really. I mean, what a waste. How stupid to teach children German. I mean, I wish, because nowadays they teach children constructive languages like Spanish. Or the Chinese. I'd love
24: to
5: learn the Do Chinese. Do they teach
12: Chinese? Mandarin it? language of the future. I can honestly say I have never and will never ever need to use German. You don't know that. You
5: don't know that. Supposing you are in Germany and you are... I asked the way to
12: the train station the, the one time I went to Germany. I couldn't understand the instructions. But I go to Spain a lot. I'd love to be able to speak Spanish. Learn it. There's, well, I d- tried to, but as an adult, it's very difficult. I was useless. I was the bottom of the class. They laughed at me. I... Did they? They I
5: did, learned Greek for a while. And I was all right, I was all right, I was all right. Then three months in, it suddenly just got really, really difficult. And it's all to do with genders. And one, yeah. the, 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 the noun will change the gender of the whole sentence. There are more irregular verbs than regular verbs. So,
12: and, and to be honest, the minute they bring in all that silly business of uh, giving words, oh. you know, masculine or feminine. No, it's nonsense. I'm afraid they lose me. Do you know the, the language? It's unnecessary.
5: The easiest language to learn. What's that? Japanese. Really, it's a piece of cake. The sentence structure is really, really rigid. Once you know what order the words go in, that's
12: it. There are only four tenses, and it's you just change the end of the word. There are no hardly any irregular verbs, I think. But don't they make completely different sounds that we don't have in English? Hi, what? Um, <laughs> what, what, uh, <laughs> Hang on a second.
5: kasa darinokasa deska. What? kasa desu ka? Whose umbrella is this? Ah. Oh. And I actually, I, I, when I went to Japan, I was saying that phrase as often as I could. Really? this <laughs> car? Ah, dozo. And you give it to them. Go on. It will involve stealing but someone's you umbrella. you don't sound Japanese. When I, in Tokyo, they understood me. The further away from Tokyo we got, the more they're going, huh? Uh, what? They didn't understand
12: a word I was saying. Lazy Japanese outside of Tokyo. Lazy. Well, if everyone just spoke English, things would be so much easier, wouldn't they? It
5: would, wouldn't it? I do wonder sometimes why they, they, they don't. Exactly. Selfish lazy foreigners. <laughs> Call me now 08459. 45555. What's the lazy what's the laziest uh, nationality in the world? I think it might be British I people. I think it might be. I yes. think it might be. What's on your show today? Are you up be on continuing this casual racism? Uh, no. Good?
12: No, we're moving well away from casual Good. racism at 9. Coming up on the big phone in this morning from 9, I'm asking, would it be fair to put a limit on child benefit. A well-known think tank, the Policy Exchange, says the government should limit child benefit to four children and pay less and less for each child after the first child is born. Why? Well, they think couples need to think a lot more about the financial impact of starting a family before they have unprotected sex. And they argue that these changes could save the government up to £1 billion a year in welfare spending. Currently, couples receive £20 for their first child and £13.55 for each child after that. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Would it be fair to put a limit on child benefit do you think the current system we have is ridiculous i mean you presumably get child benefit you don't need it don't need it no we wouldn't miss it if it was uh if it was cancelled
5: for us i think it should be means tested definitely yeah
12: really yeah, but yeah, yeah. but means testing's expensive oh is it really it's expensive you've got to have people sitting in offices making judgments. yeah whereas if you were to just put a a limit in say your first one child you get child benefit for and then any more that you want to have that you're on your own or perhaps even two children here's the thing guys right let's just let's, let's get it out on the table if you can't afford to have kids don't have them Oh, you only want rich people to have children?
5: No, I don't want... It's not very like you. Poor people can have children as well, although... No, I'm joking. Poor people can have children as well, but you've got a budget for it. When we had our kids, we we did maths. We also did something else, but we did maths to work... Sex. To work out whether we could afford them and what kind of life we would be bringing them into. And we went, okay. do you know what? We're doing all right, and if I lost that job, we've got this in in the savings. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do it. Okay, whip them off. And we were away,
12: and I think there needs to be more. How romantic! Uh, you know it's functional. And there, I think did you have this discussion in the bed? Yes, <laughs> with your calculator. We had a calculator out, pants on. No,
5: see, <laughs> take them off. We're good to go. We're good to go. I think we can do it.
12: Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your thoughts. Would it be fair to put a limit on child benefit? Call on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across
3: Beds, Hearts and Bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Auf
5: Wiedersehen.
21: Richard in Windsor. Wow. Yes. Bitte obwohl ein Schildegen Sie bitte vor die Grand Platz, Platz mit die Autobahn und die die Bahnhof.
5: Kannst du decken die Telefonios <laughs> off die yeah, I don't mind about that. kannst du die Telefonios cool. off die speakerphone. Why? Because it sounds rubbish on speakerphone. All right, all right, all right, right. Use your hands, you lazy plum. <laughs> See, I can't hit plum
21: yourself. Um, now, listen, I'd just like to, before I start, I'd just like to say um, to all our Polish listeners, Czień
5: OK, all right, so he's sucked up to the polls. What are you going to suck up to me? Now, listen, the reason... Suck so up to you, I don't
21: think so. The reason, the reason we have to keep reminding people about the massive hole in the finances created by the so-called Labour Party... Well, they're not so-called Labour Party. Richard, Richard they no, when, 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 pe- when people, the reason, when people the keep making
5: keep- ridiculous points, I'm going to interrupt. They're not the so-called Labour Party. They're the Labour Party. Well, they're not a labouring per anyway, whatever you want to call them, socialist, Marxist, communist,
21: all the oh, Flipping it. The reason we have to keep reminding people is because if we vote, if they get voted in again, they'll just do the same old thing that they always do: overspend and put us into a as they Richard, did in the seventies. There oh, was a great. massive
5: financial meltdown. All around the world. Yeah, Gordon Brown did some silly things. Why the hell did he sell all that gold to the Chinese? I'll never know. But... Thank you. But there was a massive financial Collapse that, that all around, around the world. From that's the, not, the Labour's, fault. That's of these not Labour's fault. That's not Labour's And the
21: massive mismanagement of the immigration policy well, that's allowed no, no, no. so many that's people into the country. Now that we can't get an appointment at the doctors, that you can't get into a school, and so on and so on. And people What's, hang
5: on a minute. Are we talking about are we talking about away? are we talking about immigration or are we talking about financial? Overspending? We're talking about the mistakes of the, okay. of the last point, Labour government, how One of long? which is a massive mismanagement of
24: finances
5: Richard, how long, the world crisis how long of finance how, how long is the coalition Can I speak been, without you interrupting for what how long has the coalition been in power i'll take that as a no how long has the to co- do with it how long has the coalition been in power what's to a bit years. So they've had four and a bit, nearly five years, okay. A, right, what, I'll what, give you a simple point. analogy because I know you're a simple man. Richard, if oh, you oh, see a massive idiot. hole 100 feet deep, I'm not going to fill it
21: in in four and a half years with one shovel, am I? It's going to take me a lot, lot, well, lot, 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 lot longer. Right. And people should be reminded make... that you dug that enormous hole or whoever the, it was. The, 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 the Coalition have got more...
5: Than, the, the, the Coalition what? have got more than one shovel. Now, at what point do the government in power, the Coalition... Stop stop blaming those before them and start taking responsibility for the situation. I
21: think they're taking a great deal of responsibility, how, not I'm a f- particular fan of them. How the do to we question Five years? You, Ten if you years? Stop talking Fifteen years? And, I, and I'll interrupt you so that I can finish, the answer to
5: the question is when the job is done. The job is far, far, far from done. So, hang on a minute, the Coalition can't accept responsibility for what they're doing until the job is done. Do you realise how ridiculous that sounds? Well, I think that's a silly point of view, if you believe that. Well, no, you've just said that. No, you just said. You said it. You said it. Not me. You're trying to put words in my mouth. You just said when the job is done. When you're having an argument. You just said when the job is done, they can accept responsibility. And I just said that back to you. Richard, thank you very much indeed. He was properly angry there. That was fun. Peter! Hi, good morning. Good morning, Peter. What would you like to have a whinge about today? Well,
25: first of all, I was going to say about the when you was talking about the gold that Gordon Brown sold. Yeah. He he actually sold that gold so the Queen, when she goes once a year, to look at a mountain of gold in the Bank of England doesn't get a rick neck. And he, so anyway, he was doing an
5: old lady a favour?
25: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good for anyway, him. Anyway, just one other thought. On the aid to foreign aid, basically. Yeah. Uh, If they took 2%, all these countries, if they took 2% of everything that they pay and put it into a fund, it would be self-financing in about 10 years, 12 years, and, and... it, it, it's nonsense to me. Keep giving every year, spending every penny of it, and not re- re- refinancing itself. So
5: That's you're saying stupid. they should? The, of of the eleven billion pounds a year we give, we should thirteen, put some. Of,
25: actually, it's thirteen.
5: All right, the 13, we gave eleven billion pounds in in twenty thirteen. I don't know what it's up yeah, to, it's to now. Yeah, it's
25: thirteen billion now. Okay.
5: Yeah. So of the thirteen billion pounds we give, which is still zero point seven percent of the, yeah. the GNI, we should put some of that in in what the Halifax and, oh, and get interest oh, on it.
25: Well, whatever, whatever the uh, corporate bond or whatever it is that would make the most interest. But if we done get every country together in the world,
5: if we'd have done that six, seven, eight years ago, yeah, we'd have lost it all no 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 in the no, big no. in the big crash but banks went bankrupt we'd have lost no, it you, you, if we'd have you, had it in iceland where loads of councils and and, and government departments you have had their to money spread your assets in you do, you
25: have to spread your aff- spread assets them. you can't just leave it in one area but that's what people
5: did that's why count, some councils are bordering on bankruptcy because they well, put you, their well, money you, in iceland well you never lost all your assets no because i, I Nor <laughs> did i no well did you spread it
25: Oh, I spread it. Oh, okay. of course.
5: I bet you spread it about in your day, didn't you, Peter?
25: <laughs> but uh, any- <laughs> no, no, I'm not going in that direction. <laughs> but uh, having, having said oh, that, having yeah. said that, if they put two percent away a year, all the countries that donate, yeah, within no time at all, it'd be self-financing.
5: Peter, always good to talk to you. You're a good sport, thank you.
11: The M1 heading southbound, looking rather slow moving between the Newport Pagnell services and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. One lane's closed on the A509, heading southbound just at the Northfield roundabout. Um, The M1 also looking slow on camera between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. In Luton, very heavy moving at the moment on Airport Way. Uh, That's heading westbound at Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow moving between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and junction 15 at the M4. So far on the trains, everything's running well, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties
3: Radio.
10: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC
0: Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Jane Killick. A family in Milton Keynes so they don't know how they will cope without free respite care. Council cuts mean they're being charged for their adult son to be looked after one day a week and one weekend a month. The Conservatives are drawing up plans to limit the power of the European Court of Human Rights in the UK. The move seeks to reassert the sovereignty of Parliament at Westminster. More than 20 cars have been scratched in the Watford area. They were vandalised in South Oxy, some with the initials JDR. The weather, fine, dry and very warm with some good sunny spells. Under sport and in golf, Englishman David Howell is the early leader at golf's Open Championship at Hoy Lake. He's currently two under par after opening the five holes of his round. Former champion Paul Laurie has also teed off, with Rory McIlroy the first of the big names to begin his challenge for the title. Luke Donald, originally from High Wycombe, has been discussing the Hoy Lake course.
17: It's a good, solid test. It does offer some opportunities. Obviously, a par 72 is unusual for for an open championship. r5s give you some opportunities to make some birdies um a tough start first and second are quite narrow then it widens out a little bit um a bit more rough than than 2006
0: in cricket, the second test between England and India begins at Lords this morning. It comes as India's Ravindra Jadija is being charged by the International Cricket Council over the clash with James Anderson. Anderson faces the prospect of a four-test suspension if he's found guilty of abusing and pushing the all-rounder. Jonathan Agnew reports.
16: Alistair Cook says that this ongoing dispute won't affect relations between the teams, but that doesn't seem possible. No one from the England camp witnessed the incident as they left the field at Trent Bridge, and the only person to have done so appears to be the Indian captain MS Dhoni who said yesterday that once a player touches the other it crosses a line. Anderson denies the allegation and England have responded by levelling a charge against Jadeja although a lesser grade two.
0: In football MK Dons won their final friendly on their tour of Ireland last night. The Dons beat Bray Wanderers 2-1 with goals from Kieran Wiltshire and Daniel Powell. In Matt Bloomfield's testimonial, Wickham Wanderers lost 5 0 at home to Chelsea. Jose Mourinho fielded a strong Chelsea team. Former Don's Lonee Patrick Bamford scored one of the goals, as did defender John Terry. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at 9. Call
3: 08459 555.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Little bits of uh, satire on Twitter. We're talking for some reason about... Um, sorry, I, I would like to get the production team involved with in this conversation. They're watching something on YouTube. What on earth are you... Oh, yeah, busted! Hello. Yeah, busted, both of you! Look at you, you're watching YouTube, and then you're all giggling. Oh, we've been caught by I'm
7: sir! Not, oh, I'm not giggling. giggling, giggling.
5: You were you was giggling. This is research. What? What, what shall
7: we say it was? research. Okay, research. and what was it? We were just researching.
5: Yeah, what were you researching?
7: Um, a current trend.
5: What was it you were looking at?
6: I don't want to say too soon, it might make a story. Oh. I don't want to give it away, we know people yeah. are listening to well, nick stories. Why
5: can't you, is, is it rude? Is it to do with that photograph you showed me?
6: No, no it's not. It's something okay. completely different okay. from that.
5: Okay, so it's nothing to do with grinder.
6: <sighs> nothing to do with grinder, and nothing to do with how different you can look in photographs than in real life. It's okay. more like that.
5: They're, they're feeding me a line just, is not it? Just Oh forget oh, it. Yeah you see look You're not focusing And I've not got my next reporter Keyed up <sighs> He's for
8: there goodness bro
14: sake. It's the second time This morning boss
5: Justin this is This is, They're watching this. She's got YouTube Back on again I uh, can see it What is going on
7: Why are you She's
5: turned it away from
7: me So I can't see Could it Could you stop interrupting us We're busy
5: Oh sorry girls Wow. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. Uh, we're asking this morning about teachers, Justin, mm. and uh, giving presents and stuff after... The, it's kind of become a little bit of, of one-upmanship in people buying presents for their teachers. Yeah. Carpet Martin uh, has... Uh, well, he's made a joke on Twitter. Oh, well done. He says, uh, presents for teachers... What about lessons on how to drive in snow? <laughs> hey, mums and dads, who's with me? Hashtag topical, hashtag hottest day.
14: Oh, fair play, Martin. It's
5: a good. It's a yeah. good point,
14: isn't it? Loving his work. It's a good point. Have you been speaking to uh, people about this? Yes, I'm ad- actually as we currently speak, I'm outside the St Margaret of Scotland Catholic Primary School in Luton. Hey. I a mouthful, that one. Um, a moment ago, I spoke to teacher Lynn Hunter, the prezies Ian. They're coming in already. Oh, uh, this is what happened. Well. As I entered the classroom, you had a gift in your hand. You don't finish until next week. Presents are coming in already. So, that's what you've got here.
4: Um, I've got a hug me teddy bear from one of the children in my class and a card which she's written herself. It's very sweet, isn't it? Yeah, and I've had some previously in the, at the beginning of the week. I had some presents as well that children have made. So,
14: so every single year, the last week of term, mm-hmm. it is your desk just littered with presents? It
4: is, and actually, um, I've known years where I've had to have an army of helpers to carry stuff out to the boot of my car. Wow. Because of, you know, flowers and chocolates and... And I'm very, very grateful, because for me it's an honour to teach those children, so I don't expect to get things, but just shows me how much I'm appreciated, really.
14: Now, you're retiring next week, I so am. I'm presuming that an avalanche will be coming your way, well, a presents from the kids.
4: I hope not, but, you know, some things to keep that, you know, I've got things here that I've kept over the years that children have given me, so... Um, you know, I just enjoy being with the children actually, so.
14: Some of the presents are nice, like flowers and chocolates and things like that, but, but on your desk here already, uh, ahead of next week before you go, uh, some handmade presents yes. from the kids. Yeah. Th- those must be the ones that mean the most to you.
4: They are, they are, because I know that the children have put a lot of effort and thought into those, and it's, that it's special to them, something special that they've made for me, so. I think it's so nice. Yeah, it is very nice, yeah. And I, you know, I do appreciate it because not all families can afford to buy gifts. I mean, it's hard times for a lot of people, so...
14: I'll let you crack on with the kids. Enjoy your day uh, and enjoy your retirement. Go and sit in the sunshine, oil yourself up and uh, get the bikini on.
4: I will still keep in touch with the school. Because I'll be popping back and forth. but
14: I'm sure you will. Do. Thank you very I much get indeed. My
4: bikini on, and I'm windsurfing. <laughs>
14: exactly. Take care. Thank
4: you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Oh
14: Bye. Dear. How nice is that? In heartwarming stuff. Well, also,
5: she's a teacher at a Catholic school. Josh, you can't go and tell her to oil herself up and put a bikini on. Well, why not? I don't know if Catholics were bikinis. Anyway, maybe they do. Uh, yeah. Well, you say heartwarming. You're not a parent. You've not got to fork out for all this junk.
14: Well, in saying that, you know, as you mentioned in that piece, there, it's not just the presents such as the flowers and the chocolates and the teddy bears that are coming in, the ones which cost money, but but also the presents which the kids make at home. Oh no. Now that no. wouldn't cost anything, really, no. would it?
5: My boy showed me a picture of him last night. It was him um, holding a torch, exploring in the woods. Yeah. Uh, it, wasn't, it was. Of, it was a lot of squiggles. It was rubbish. Couldn't but, see, you, you could make anything out of it. And yeah. that bit of paper will end up in the bin. And he's my own son. No, no, no it won't. He's
14: my oh. own son and I don't like his artwork. On Lynn's desk, and you know, I, I went in today, unannounced. I was taken straight into the classroom. I spoke to Lynn. On her desk, handmade presents, which you might think, what? Handmade presents from years gone by, still on her desk. They mean an awful lot to her. And retiring next week, uh, she was mentioning there about help us um, taking things to a car. Next week, I think it's going to be Prezi's galore for Lynn Hunter here at the school.
6: We've got some text on this one. This Go one's on. from Phil. Teacher's presence. My wife once came home with half a bottle of vodka
8: Whoa! Oh, and yes. of toys
6: and flowers. Half a bottle of vodka. Oh. Wow. Where did the other
14: half go? <laughs> 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 now you're talking, huh? Uh, do you know what there's... There's actually somebody here who works at reception. Now, her daughter lives yeah. in Belfast, and she takes in a small present to the teachers. Yeah. But she was saying that, that people were taking in things like molten Brown for the teachers. Now, that's expensive stuff. That's about 20 quid for some soap. Uh, and that's the type of presents that the teachers are getting. No. Not here, but where... Her daughter goes to that stop. school. It's like a competition well, with the parents.
5: Stop this madness now.
6: Leslie uh, sent us a tweet earlier talking about Pandora bracelets. Now, they're not cheap no. either. They're
14: very expensive. This is crazy. Why
6: not just a heartfelt letter?
14: Justin? A uh, letter and a present, I think. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Who's, who's right? Who's wrong? 08459
5: four double five five double five. Thank you, Justin.
6: Uh, now
5: what? Oh, st- I'm still doing the show, aren't I? Shall, uh, shall I have a look at the papers? If you want. What was that?
6: My foot moving the microphone. Oh, I hoped you'd ignore
5: it. Oh uh, no, I drew attention to it. So i look at the paper. If you want to give us a call. Let's have a little recap. What have we talked about this morning, Cathy? My head's all over the all place. All manner of stuff. I've had a terrible headache. I'm taking way too many painkillers. I'm a little bit... Uh, ooh, hey, man. Respite
6: care for adults. Um, oh, yeah. With learning disabilities, has been um, not cut, but you have to pay for it now, in Milton yeah. Keynes. We had um, uh, the father of a 25-year-old man who's got quite severe autism um, and a number of other problems as well that mean that he can't speak, he can't go to the toilet in- for himself, um, and he tends to do things that could harm himself if he's not watched 24 hours a day. So his parents really, really hold on to that respite respite because it's it's their way of keeping a little bit of sanity and they have another yeah. child as well like again not not a child an, an adult person but someone with um, needs that mean that they have to okay here's have the, the question attention of a child
5: should you have to pay for um respite care for a member of your family there, there's the simple question should you have to pay or should it be free there, there has to be a co- remember when my mum went for a respite we pay we pay if you
6: are someone who benefits from respite care what does it mean to you what difference does it make? And could you manage without it? Because this family's having to wait where they can. Oh, it afford does. It or not. I mean,
5: that, that, if you missed the interview, go, go listen on the iPlayer. It sounded like they were having
6: a. Uh, he'd had a heart attack. They were having health he'd, problems. He'd, he'd
5: quit work. She'd fallen and slipped her disc, and she couldn't pick him up because he's a twenty-five-year-old lad. So um, it sounds like they were having a horrible time of it. Uh, we're also talking about uh, buying presents for teachers because it's turned into one of those competitions now. According to Net Mum, what do Net Mums do?
6: They chat online so that if you're at home and you are a mum, you realise you're not quite so alone and your problems maybe aren't quite so special.
5: You're not allowed to slag net mums off.
24: Oh.
5: I mentioned something about them on um, this morning. eight When I was doing this morning ages ago, they, they'd come up with another silly survey and I, uh, I said something. And in the break, at home said, Ian, you just just warn you, be very careful. Be very careful what you say about films. And about the Net mums because they're very powerful. they got a lot of power. They're very powerful. And if you go to see a film, they'll have power. Was this on ITV? Yeah.
7: Yeah, they got spending power. What did you say in your voice? Do it in your voice.
5: I went, What? He said, Net mums got a lot of power. I was like, What? Net Moms got a lot of power in a film. I was like, all right, nice one, Amy. Thank you.
7: I really yeah. felt like I
5: was there. I like that. Yeah, he's
7: nice, Amy. Who else can you do?
5: Um, I could do pretty much anyone. I can do Simon Cow. Go on then. Look, that was rubbish. We've
7: no, had it's another funny text. That that's
6: what you say. We've had another text through. Thank goodness. Uh, about um, Prince for teachers. Hang on a
5: minute. I want to roll here, Cass. Don't, oh. don't, don't,
6: really? don't stop
5: a roll the roll- of
7: What? Don't who stop
5: else? the roller coaster. N- give me someone. I'll do it.
7: Can you do a woman? <laughs> Sorry? Can you do Lorraine Kelly's voice?
5: No, I can't do Scotch.
7: Can you I do... I refuse to. So you right, black? Catherine? You crying? A bit. Can yeah. you do Cella Black? Oh, I show a
2: Black! Oh, surprise, surprise! Oh, you can do Scottish. No, you can do Scottish, yeah. That's Scouse.
8: No, it's not. Oh, I show a Black, everybody! Look at me! I'm not on TV no more!
5: <gasps> I could do anyone. That was
7: rubbish. Oh, you I button
5: mean, it. You do Cilla Black.
7: I love Where's our Graham?
5: That's not um Cilla Black. That's um the Tarty one from bread.
7: Same thing. Can What's... you do Sonia?
5: I don't I for legal reasons I'm not allowed to um mention that.
7: Do you want to do your Andy well, Murray?
5: Oh, I'm Andy Murray I know. I didn't do very well at Wimbledon this year. i got no pants on. What's the, the tweet we've got there, Catherine? It's from
6: Mark, uh, the teacher from Bedford. He says, once I got a bottle of absolute vo- vodka, but I knew the family and they knew me. Clearly, it was called for.
5: You can't give teachers... Booze. You can't give teachers booze.
6: Helen in Luton, we all get sucked into giving teachers presents because if you don't, your child feels left out. She's going to have to get used to that. But why do we give them presents? They're only doing their jobs and they get paid for teaching. No other profession gets presents every few weeks. OK. Hang on. It's not just at the end of summer term, but Christmas and Easter cost a fortune. At least it tends to stop once they go to secondary school, says Helen in Luton.
5: Well, OK, what other professions get presents? There must be loads. Nurses.
6: They get chocolates and that, don't
5: they? No. Yeah. Why would you give a nurse chocolates?
6: Yeah, when you've had a baby and they've helped pull it out.
5: No, you don't give the them... At least you
6: can do. No, it's that, again, that's I their- sent a beautiful card and got some heartfelt thanks.
5: No, well, that's... No, 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 no. That's nonsense. You don't give nurses presents. They're paid a fortune, those those girls.
6: Oh, famously so, yes. They're paid a
5: fortune. They're doing their job. They they love it. They enjoy it. They've got quite short days. They get paid a lot of money. They don't want presents.
6: I got bought a present once when I worked in a shop.
5: Oh, what was it? What what it did he buy? Yeah, of course it was. He wanted, he wanted uh, well... He wanted a I present him, from you.
6: No, I helped him buy some undies for his girlfriend.
5: Oh, yeah. So you helped to transvestite? No. <laughs> uh,
6: no, he did that thing of she's about your size. Oh! And, Where, where's the present? The underwear.
5: And his phone <laughs> number. <online.
6: laughs>
5: <laughs> and a picture of him in his underwear.
6: No, it was those flowers that tradition Those um, flowered named after chocolates that you traditionally used to say, thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. Roses? Roses. Mm.
5: Okay. That's weird. Why would you, that's weird, buying r- chocolates for a woman who's bought pants for your yeah, wife. Yeah, he was
6: really nervous, and I used to find this a lot, when men used to come in to buy pants for wives. They used to hover around the lingerie section. They yeah, didn't dare touch them as wives. if it was someone else's pants.
5: When I When yeah. I walk through the lingerie section in Marks and Spencers, as I often have to do, because it's a shortcut...
6: Yeah... Eyes straight
5: ahead, don't look to the left Don't look to the right, I'm not here I'm not a pervert, I'm not a deviant I'm out in the food section That's
6: so weird, I mean there's no one in the pants Sometimes there's a plastic torso in them but surely that's Some
5: not- of those, well A, blokes, plastic torsos And B, <laughs> some of those The packaging on those pants Yeah, exactly Oh wait, 459 455 555 <laughs>
11: the M1 heading southbound very slow moving between the Newport Pagnell services and junction 14 for Milton Keynes on the A509 heading southbound the lane closed at the moment um, just at the Northfield roundabout due to an accident Uh, the M1 also looking slow heading further down between junction 13 um, for Bedford and junction 14 for Milton Keynes on camera the M25 heading anti-clockwise slow moving between junction 22 for St Albans and junction 19 at Watford and in Stanmore marsh lanes closed at the moment Uh, Nelson Road. That's due to a burst water main there. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you, Nicola. Right, it's 8.46. It's Thursday, the 17th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A family in Milton Keynes say they don't know how they'll cope after council cuts mean they're being charged for respite care. The Conservatives are drawing up plans to take some power away from the European Court of Human Rights. And vandals have scratched more than 20 cars in South Oxy in Hertfordshire. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. It's Hearts and
3: Bucks weather.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Georgina? Georgina? Georgina?
3: Oh, well, See? three counties radio's big tour of beds hearts and bucks absolutely picturesque beautiful bridge to drive over it's
25: always been a lovely village local you know and uh, quiet and all this
3: week we're featuring some of our north bedfordshire villages There's so much going on here so much
25: living rural you have rural uh, atmosphere
3: inviting
0: everyone to where you live
22: it's a gorgeous village very picturesque
0: i think even when it's raining it, it looks nice because it's villagey and pretty if if you've got a story everyone
3: should hear about, let us tell them about it. It
4: is home to us and it's just a lovely village. Once you've moved here, you'll never leave. I'll be here for a long time, I hope. The big tour of beds, hearts
3: and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. We've got some Texas, Catherine. What have the Texas got for us?
6: We've got loads of Texas. Well, we've got three. Stevenson St <laughs> says, Ian, politicians get presents, but you uh, mustn't let anyone know. Nodge, nudge, wink, wink.
5: Cheeky. A little <gasps> bit of satire there.
6: Hey, morning crew.
5: What? hey yeah.
6: I got a £40 tip from one of my customers last Christmas in a card. Thanks, oh, says Bus Driver Jay.
5: You don't tip well, bus drivers. That's last, I tipped the postman last Christmas because he's good out Really good.
6: We've got a great postie, but just before Christmas, she got moved to a different thing, so yeah. I kept the tip.
5: Would, how much would you have tipped? Tenner. Yeah, I gave a five round. I feel really bad about it. It's all I had at the time. Yeah. It's all I had. And I feel bad because he's really good, my postie.
6: Yeah, so Sharon... He puts things it, over the fence. Yeah, exactly. In right. a sack. He puts them in the sack. But sometimes that's why they get moved onto different Yeah, rooms, I know. someone complains because they didn't want it. I know, a, I
5: know, I like all that.
6: It means I don't have to knock on my neighbour's doors and annoy them.
5: Oh, God, not the woman over the road.
6: That woman. Oh, Your bear. woman, yeah, not my mum. She
5: hates me. You
6: get a lot of stuff delivered, don't you? Uh, and the not
5: not act- to my house anymore. <laughs> get sent here now. Got told off for ordering too much stuff of eBay, so I stopped ordering stuff of eBay. What I actually did is I stopped getting it sent to my house. Now it gets sent here. Yeah, in your face, divorce.
6: <laughs> Mark in Bedford, who's a teacher, and to be honest, should be now concentrating on his schoolwork. Yeah, says theatre actors get clapped after every shift. Who else gets that? I give you a little ripple, don't I?
7: <laughs> cricketers, they get clapped a lot.
5: C- cricketers get clapped.
7: I would. Um, I used to get loads of tips when I was a um, bar person.
5: Sorry.
7: I used to get loads of tips when I was a bar person. I've been on an Got aeroplane. Drinks, Mars bars, yeah. crisps.
5: Yeah, I've been on an aeroplane, well, and we've applauded the pilot. Yes. Yeah.
7: Oh yeah. Usually like
6: when the they've been a bit rubbish and it's been too bumpy. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. A nice it's little relief clap. Round of applause. I've been somewhere else where there was a spontaneous round. Have you ever started a spontaneous round of applause? Oh, it's, it's...
6: Like in a John Hughes movie.
5: Yeah, yeah, you just start... Just something happens that doesn't really warrant applause, but you just... And people join in. I mean, there's nothing He's worse than, than when no-one joins in and you're on your own. I've done that as well before. Then you
7: sound sarcastic and you're trying to be laudatory. Yeah. football team? chant? Huh? Have you ever started a football chant?
5: I wrote a football chant once, but I've never started one. I've not did been in a football match, yeah. How
7: did it go? I can't
5: be bothered to do it, it's too Great. long.
6: Next time we get a really good caller on, we should give him the John Hughes hand clap. Why? Why
5: is this a sign of approval? Why? Is
6: but then sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's sake.
5: Okay, but generally it's accepted that that flesh slapping flesh is the si- sound of approval. Why? why, why where has that come from? Why is it not? You know, doing that. Why is <laughs> no, it not? No one can do that. Why is it not? Sometimes
6: it is. Depending on your culture.
5: Yeah, I suppose so. I don't think Indians do that, do they? Native Americans, sorry. Oh, flip, it. it's a bit political correctness. I've gone mad.
6: Some
7: Arab tribes do it, don't they? That <laughs> that thing, with the tongues. That's the
5: Zulus, isn't mm. it? Is it? I
7: don't know. Could really do it with a caller, couldn't we?
5: Yeah, that's what we're... we're sto- if not matter. You, we'll
7: give you the... Even Dennis. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five. We huh?
5: don't need a caller.
7: What have you got? Oh,
5: That's actually in the headline.
7: Oh. How's
5: it spelled? Ugh exclamation <laughs> <laughs> mark. Oh! Fussy eaters who've never tasted celery. I flipping hate celery. I love it. I oh. can if it's if it's whisked up into a soup, a puree, I can taste, I can smell the celery and I can taste it. I had a bad experience with celery as a child. I don't know what it is, but I know that something happened. Yeah, it may have been something. Or that, one of those two. It was probably just in my mouth, but it really did it's an unpleasant taste and if it's in a sandwich and if it's in a soup one in ten but so celery I
6: have family members who used to drink the celery water at the bottom of the jug
5: (gasps) one in ten adults has never tried vegetables such as leek I like a bit of leek leek good yes celery Mm. and kale kale is like rough leaves
6: yeah but it's really good I started eating kale about three months ago no you're wrong if you steam it listen it's like cabbage but it really fills you up that's why people um, use it when they're trying to And the
5: to lose r- weight. only reason you've started... Let me guess. The only reason you've started eating it is because you get one of those vegetable boxes delivered. No.
6: Guess again. I just hadn't had it before, so I thought I'd try it. Such a hippy,
5: it's... dippy, flippy, You can also trippy, crippy.
6: You can also drizzle it with oil and salt, put it under the grill and make uh, crisps. Oh, for goodness sakes, what's wrong with crisps? What's wrong with getting some Pringles? Once you pop, you can't stop. That's the problem. Okay. Moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. Some have
5: even managed to avoid tasting the Christmas dinner staple Brussels sprouts. Well, that's just crazy. Delicious. Yeah, Fairy
7: cabbages. No no, no, no,
5: no, no, no. Love a sprout. Like- and it's not just greens that are getting pushed to the side of our plate, says uh, the Daily... Well, this is weird. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I need to keep on eye to see if this happens again, OK? Right. There's a story up there at the top of the page about a court case with a, a, a pop singer. That's by Rebecca Camber. Front page story, exclusive by James Chapman, political editor. Um, He's the
6: one that did the rundown of yeah. ladies' clothes yesterday. Story
5: about uh, two football players spitting into each other's mouths. That's by Christian Geisim. This, the, do you know who wrote this? Daily Mail reporter. It's nameless. Work experience. It's nameless. The study also found one in five has never tasted sardines or scampi, I've never had those, while one in ten has never had tuna, salmon or goat's cheese. i
6: tell you why it's not got a name on it. Because they didn't uncover that story. It was a press release about a survey. But you'd still... You don't get a byline. No, 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 no.
5: You still have to write the story up.
6: Yeah, but it's not... There's no effort required, really, is there? Dr.
5: Taj Hargay has written about why I, as a Muslim and launching a campaign to ban the burqa in Britain. Yeah,
6: but that's come out of his mind. He's not been sent that.
5: Becky Barrow is after one million fine jobs in a year. Ministers hail milestone in recovery. She's
6: been analysing the figures. She deserves the props.
5: this guy is such an idiot. This is by David Wilkes. He's not an idiot. The Tide stole my car in just 47 minutes. Have you seen this? This fella, right, Paul Redfern, he drives his car onto the beach, right? Error number one. Error number two is... Well, that is, that's the one and only error. And then he sunk into the sand and they couldn't dig it out. He called out the um, car rescue people. They, couldn't, they weren't going to drive on there. So he got swallowed by the sea. His car got drowned yeah. by the sea.
6: What an idiot. Why would you do that? Hey, Barry in Northampton sent us a text message. Yeah, go on. My son does a paper round and an elderly lady gives him chocolate eclair sweets every day and one pound every Friday. Barry in Northampton.
5: I, I saw an old fella doing a paper round. That always breaks my heart. It's but two things that break my heart. Okay, old men doing paper rounds, and um, old women eating in McDonald's on their own. Oh, oh it breaks my heart. Sign of the times. Oh, it really does make me sad. I feel so sorry for them.
6: Meanwhile, that old woman's looking across at you and going, oh, I feel really sorry for that young man that over there. That
5: <laughs> middle-aged bloke that life is... is. going to repeat
6: on him something chronic. Found
5: in a... Speaking of old people, found in an... old. this is it. You talk about the gun crime and knife crime. You mean young people, youths, yobs. This, Teenagers. This old fella has got, well, found in OAP's house, weapons of war. A pensioner has been arrested after police discovered a cachet of weapons, including a missile, at his home. He's got a missile. The 40 prohibited weapons are being examined by specialist officers. Police said they arrested a 76-year-old man on suspicion of possessing a prohibited firearm. Look at that, he's got a flipping missile in there. That's nuts, isn't it?
6: It's quite a collection.
5: Greater Manchester Police is holding a gun amnesty over the next two weeks. Oh, the gun amnesties. Is that
7: the same bloke that's
5: doing the paper round? It may well have been. That's what he was funding. How much do you get for a paper round? Like six quid or something? Imagine imagine this guy. I saw a guy doing it um, the other day. He was in his 70s. He must have been, right? Or, Or he'd had a tough life. Imagine in your 70s delivering papers for six quid a week. How soul-destroying is that?
7: He might have been doing it for his grandchild, though.
5: Well, then, also, shame on his grandchild.
7: But also, sometimes you do it
6: for a bit of structure for a reason to get up and out. And maybe he's one of these people who likes to chat to people oh. on his way around. No, oh. I think it's... I've, I once went for a time to university in Spain. I went. It was like three hours a week. Oh, you haven't mentioned that before. No, hang on. <laughs> I went for three hours a week. My life had no structure whatsoever. I started going to the gym every day.
5: That's well, not the same as do it as an old man
6: no, doing the paper out. Sometimes round. you need to have a reason to get up and dressed.
7: Maybe he just really likes the news.
5: And finally, uh, loom bands. I, I'm obsessed with loom bands. You got one on? Not, I've not got mine on.
7: I can make
6: them.
5: Well, yeah, children can make them, Catherine, so that's no great. My children <laughs> can't. I
6: make them for them. They're lazy.
5: You, you make them for your kids, mm. and then they give them out from them.
6: Well, I've shown her the basic model. She's quite good with that. Who's shown I've... her? But I'm trying something a bit more experimental.
5: Uh, So we had a story the other week about a boy, a woman wants um, uh, warnings put on the packets because they're dangerous. They're not. His brother just flicked it in his eye. Good for him. Uh, They're now getting the royal thumbs up because um, Prince William and uh, Kate are wearing them.
7: Yeah, I don't think they're choosing to wear them. I think they're being given them on their rounds. Did you see the dress that went on eBay?
5: No, made of looban.
7: Made of looban, thousands and thousands of pounds. Wowzers. Imagine if she gets caught on a um, door handle
6: with that loom band dress. (laughs) The
5: fella that the the fella invented them for, like something like five grand, he's now worth eighty-five million pounds. Fair play. I'm I'm, I'm sort of making those figures up ever so slightly, but I bet it's something like that. Probably is, isn't it? There we go. I think we managed to fill enough time, didn't we, guys?
10: Travel news from beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties
11: Radio. One lane closed at the moment on the A509, heading southbound just at Northfield roundabout. Taking a look at the M1 on camera, looking very slow moving between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. In Luton, very heavy moving on Airport Way, uh, just at Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout. And in Kimpton, reports of the High Street there being partially blocked because of an accident just near Claggy Road. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise slow between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford. Also very in Stanmore, Marsh Lane that is closed at the moment. That's at Nelson Road due to a water main bursting there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it. That's your lot for today. We're going to record the podcast links now. There'll be a new podcast up uh, tomorrow if you want to find them. Well, you go to iTunes, you type in Ian Lee BBC and look up they pop. JVS is up next, but for me, just Catherine and Kelly. ta we'll be back tomorrow at
3: six. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
12: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Would it be fair to put a limit on child benefit? Well-known thing-